This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that never thinks twice, taking seven minutes to answer one question. Another defeat at home and against Southampton. It really is beyond all reason and comprehension. None of us could have predicted how far and how quickly this team, champions of England, let us not forget, have fallen. It is mental, isn't it? And that may be the point, and one which Jose has repeated many times recently. How else does one explain how, under pressure from Southampton, Chelsea crumbled more quickly than a chimney blown up by Fred Dibner? Google it. And how they can play this badly for the last two months. But don't worry, after a few post-match beers with Johnny T, your Uncle Chidge has got it all figured out. (laughs) I am Stanford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is... The Chelsea Football Fancast, a time for unity. I thought I'd give that the dramatic pause that it absolutely deserved. Now, I thought we'd fallen asleep. No, 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 not yet. It's a bit early for that, that Jonathan. I'm, I'm quite pumped up for the first five minutes, yeah. and then I get bored when you lot start talking. Yeah. You all know that. That's true, actually. It's brilliant to be back this week um, for, for so many reasons, actually, because I really do think there's an awful lot to talk about. But uh, always uh, the most important thing is the fact that I've got these lovely people with me and they are, in no particular order, the fantastic, the wonderful, the boyish-sounding Clayton Goalie59 Beerman. Good evening, Chich. Great to be back. Lovely to see you. Um, we were talking before we went on air, and you were saying you were, you were watching me uh, just basically losing my shit for most of the game. Funnily enough, when Johnny T was with me, we actually were waving at you and, and Grocer Jack. Yes. 
But you, I mean, I shouted at you, I waved, obviously, but you just didn't register it at all. I was very upset that you ignored me. Well, you couldn't me. have been doing it very often because I was looking at you every now and again. Well, this and was at half time. You were just, oh, at half time. Okay. You were, well, you were I Tony. With, I was with Tony, yeah. No, I just watched you in the second half, which was absolutely brilliant. So how you're going to speak about the game, I have no idea because I didn't see you facing the pitch at any time. Well, why? You were waving your arms around. I have no idea. I don't know. Was, I, wa- was I waving my hands in the air just like I just don't care? No, it was an angry wave. Oh, was it? Really? It was a very angry wave. And what you were entitled to be angry. What is an angry wave? I don't know. Well, it'd be really good for the radio. So it here it goes. I'm doing it now. It. Is it good? Yeah. You're not doing it at all. No, I'm not. Just, I'm saving my time. I would have done it and I could have had a go at describing. That's pointing. A lot of pointing. Well, pointing and pointing. There was a huge amount of pointing. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely brilliant. I like it. Because I'm totally unaware that I do all that. It's just really funny to hear somebody say that. Because I should throw something at you next Was I like that? when I sat next to you no you just stood up a lot and, and looked round <laughs> swore. And, yeah, and just and it's quite unusual in the east middle though. very very unusual <laughs> they didn't know what hit them did they bless the and heart. he also looked down a lot and looked up at the uh, at heavens the, at the upper no, yeah. at the, at the east stand upper and looked down he went cool look that's where we are look and he's over there no, I was quite excited there. it was so you near very, Jose I know you were, yeah, yeah. anyway uh, enough of me and how I watch football although I am intrigued uh, but have you, we've already figured out we've got the wonderful lovely smoking jacket bedecked it's actually my. It's part of my tuxedo. It's part actually. of his tuxedo. He's yeah. got a fluffy tux. Yeah, I have. I've always wanted a velvet tux. I've always wanted a fluffy. I've got a pair tux. of matching trousers. Have you really? Yeah, I've never and worn them. I bet even you, Jonathan. I suspect have got a pair of matching velvet fluffy underpants to go with it. Mm, yes. yes, you have. See, I knew. Anyway, we've got the wonderful. Crutchless. We've got the no enough. It's before the watershed. Yeah. That that kind of material would always be before the watershed. Always. We've got Jonathan with us, which is brilliant because I do love Jonathan on the show, and I've actually had the pleasure of these two blokes' company for the last two weeks, which has been brilliant. Our community service is nearly over. Yeah, that's right. You can go back to your day jobs. Now, uh, the last but by no means least person on this show is is what can only be described as a Chelsea fancast original. He was most definitely there when we were shit and very pissed. Uh, and I love him to pieces. And it is so nice to have him back on the show. And I think it's, it, it's so nice to have him back that we will have to give a rendition of the Ross Mooring song. <laughs> a one, two, three. Ross Mooring, Ross Mooring. Celery is nothing to be scared of. Nice to see you, mate. <laughs> a little bit of a handshake too. I'm blushing too. I'm you blushing too. You're not giggling yet though, which is an improvement on your normal kind of routine. No, no, I'm I'm reading your I'm reading your script so I know what, I know what happened during the game because uh, I wasn't I wasn't there unfortunately. Yeah. I wouldn't worry. You didn't miss much. Okay, uh, on the show tonight we will be questioning the mental strength of the Chelsea players and while we're at it the mentality of so-called Chelsea supporters yes, here, who here. left when the third went in Despicable. or booed Despicable. at the end. Incredulously want Jose Mourinho out. Bedwetters, the lot of them. Uh, well, not, not not true, uh, not true Chelsea. That's the answer. No, it, really? too much bedwetting. Now, in part two, we'll be asking how we stop the rot. Uh, does Jose have to change tack? Do we bung the kids in at the expense of the underperformers? Do we change the system? In part three, we'll be asking whether Jose can turn it round and whether, in fact, he is the right man to do it. Will Roman keep faith with the best manager we've ever had? Jose's words, not mine. Uh, Or will he pull the trigger? And to wrap up, in part four, we'll have the usual roundup of Chelsea supporters' news. And I'm delighted to warn you, Jonathan, that there are three emails tonight. Do I have to read them out? You do. I've got my glasses. Good. There's nothing like a crisis to provoke a few emails, I find. Yeah, good. Are they crisis emails? I haven't looked at the... I tell you what, you know, uh, you know what? I, 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 I have a very kind view of most people. 
you might be surprised to hear. Mm. Uh, but particularly when it comes to Chelsea supporters. So I tend to turn a blind eye to some, uh, you know, clear shithousery when it occurs. But I have to say, the quality of the people that listen to this show never, ever ceases to amaze me. And the quality, and it's, it's exemplified in the quality of the emails that we get. They are unbelievably level-headed and very, very reasonable and very, I mean, you know, the, the people out there who listen to this show are more qualified to do the show than we are, I think, judging by Should the we emails. get them in? I think we should down tools now, go to the okay. club and let them yeah, carry on in carry there. On. Good yeah. stuff. Okay. Exactly. So there we go. So we'll be looking for... We, ju- we just need to get Siri to read out all of their comments. Siri? You know, the, oh, uh, Siri, the yeah. Thing. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Which version? The, uh, the fella or the girl? I like the girl I better. They can decide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, to wrap up, as I said, we'll have the usual Chelsea supporter news. Uh, and don't forget, you can, of course, tweet us during the show and then we'll duly ignore it. Uh, but if you choose to do so, it is at Chelsea Fancast. Uh, much better for you to listen live on the show, and then you can chat with all the lovely people that are at Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com forward slash Chelsea hyphen Fancast. Uh, and of course, there are loads of people in there. There's lo- and there lots of friendly. Um, Gary Reza Man- Mantle. Blimey, you've got a mantle in the house. Blimey. It's lovely. Every week I see these names, and there's full of so many people I know, and it's a lovely mix of people that I've had the absolute. Joy and privilege to, to, to be at a game with or drink with Johnny T, for example, who I was with on Saturday. And there are loads of people that I know from abroad that I haven't had the chance to but have a will. drink with. But I will one day. I know, it's lovely. On your yeah. world tour. On yeah. my world tour, mm. yes. If, 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 if Mike Porky Parry can do a bloody tour, I certainly what? can. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. They, him Why and, is he doing a tour? Because they're making money out of it. Anyway, um, where were we? Yes, do listen to us on Mixler Live. It's much more fun. Loads of people in the chat room. It's great to join in there. And as I said, it's mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. Now, on a happy note... Are there uh, any? There is. There is one happy note. Are you sure? I am. I am delighted. This is almost drum roll material, actually. Okay. On a happy note, uh, I am delighted to announce that we've made the Football Blogging Awards finals. Oh, good. Yes. So, so, so two people voted then? Yeah, yeah. Which good. is one more than last year. Good. Which is why we made the finals. Excellent. So that in the podcast category, of course. Yeah, of course. Now, many, 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 many thanks to all of you who voted uh, for us to get us this far. Now, we now ask you to do it all over again. So everybody who voted last time now has to vote again and then get everybody that they know who didn't vote to vote for us as well. And then we might have a chance of winning it. Um, I will tell you that we are the only Chelsea podcast that has made the finals. I should hope so. So it is your duty as a Chelsea supporter to vote for the Chelsea Fancast in the Football Blogging Awards. So get everyone you know to vote for us. You have until midnight on October the 30th to vote, and you can vote on the... And I'll put these links up in a minute. During the break, actually, for you lot in Mixler, I will will put up the links to these. But uh, for those of you listening at home uh, tomorrow or the day after or the day after that, it is uh, footballbloggingawards.co.uk. Uh, just go to their website and it'll tell you how to vote. Or you can do it on Twitter by tweeting, I am voting in at the FBAS for at Chelsea Fancast as the best football hashtag podcast. It is that easy. Uh, vote early and vote often, as Dr. Mark would say, if he was here. Now, as far as I can work out, uh, Chelsea Fancast... Oh, well, I should mention this too. While you're doing the vote for us, you have got to vote for the lovely, wonderful Chelsea HQ, who you find on Twitter, I think it's at Chelsea HQ, uh, as the best social football account. He was very supportive of us in getting the vote out first time round. 
And as far as I can work out, uh, Chelsea Fancast and Chelsea HQ are the only Chelsea finalists out of about eight categories. Wow. Uh, so we need to, we need to, you know, get get out there, back the Chelsea boys, basically. All right, now, um, it was bloody awful on Saturday, wasn't it? It was terrible, it was disgraceful, it was just not what we expect to see at Stamford Bridge. But you know what? There are some things that put all of that rubbishness into completely into perspective. And I have another... And this is happening with t- far too frequency at the moment, and it does my head in. But on a very, very, very sad note, we learned of the sudden death of Chelsea supporter, actor, friend of CFC UK, and all-round top bloke, Alex Giannini, last week. Um, for those of you who didn't know him, uh, Alex would often pop over to the CFC UK store before the games, and he was a very, very well-known face in Chelsea circles, and a really lovely bloke. And, I mean... I turned up to the stall uh, to see Marco, as I normally do, and he'd found out the day before. I got a tweet from Kelvin. You know, everybody was just... This is, uh, you know, a couple of hours before the game. Everybody was just absolutely devastated, as, as am I. So uh, uh, condolences to his family. He will be very, very much missed. And what a horribly sad note to begin the show on again, you know. But yes. there we go. So it can only get worse, really, because we've now got to talk about the game. Yeah. When they would be in the right, you'll be in the right mood. It kind of would, wouldn't it? But yeah. uh, we will be talking about the game after this lovely, beautifully crafted sting that I stole from ITV. <laughs> Right, you lovely lot. I mean, there is so much to cram into this show. Jonathan, Jonathan, will Jonathan, you be on Mimi.com afterwards? No, because oh. I've got to drive home. I've got, yeah, I've got stuff to do tomorrow. I know. Well done for reminding me of that. Yeah, sorry for people who like a bit of Mimi TV, but I, I really have to go back tonight, so I can't, which is okay. a real shame. But hey-ho. Uh, right, I'm so much in the show tonight. So much in the show. You know we joked earlier on about, well, there's nothing to talk about. I mean, I'll tell you what, mate. I'm not even going to do the Porto game. There's Can so I just describe how I watch the game? I'd like to see how Ross watches. Yeah, the game no, because, I'd be really interested because to hear Billy that. Clayton gave an example. I find that um, I find it very similar to watching when uh, I think somebody mentioned on the Mixler um, uh, games like the um, the Simod Cup versus mm. Swindon when there were five thousand people, um, which I'm afraid to say I was at. Actually, I remember it quite well because <laughs> you have to be according to Mixler, you have to be good, proper Chelsea if you've seen that uh, seen that match. Well, but that um, Anglo Italian Cup, did you go? Yeah, to I went. Any of I those? went to some of those yeah. as well. Yes, did I? Yes. Tell went over to the. Uh, to, to, to no, this was in like this was in England. He went over so to La Havre. Oh, no, that, that, that's, really, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But I find that what happens is, is I I sink further and further into my seat, and sort of peer at the game and then start reading my program and uh, 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 exactly what I used to do when I was little <laughs> when I watched the game and I'm finding I'm doing exactly the same thing because I haven't experienced this for how many years has it been since well, I would, you know experienced what? the team playing as badly yeah. each week well I mean technically okay technically this is the worst start to the season which yeah, for, I, 30, I, for 37 years well that's and, I, and I, I broke that news on this show and everybody was yeah, going, all the media were going around saying 86 yeah, like, yeah. yeah and it wasn't and I said no 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 this is our worst start since 72-3 or something like that 
But the other thing is, I was thinking about it. How, how when was the last time that we were we played this shit cons- consistently? And actually, I think it was early nineties. It was, it was that, under Hoddle, and, and we yeah, were, we were nearly bottom at Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was around. We finished twelfth, yeah. yeah, because we always finished. We always yeah. finished eleventh or twelfth. Three under seasons Hoddle. running. Yeah. But it, I just yeah. seem to remember it being crap around that time before Hoddle got us. I mean, really, what I mean, it was that cup run that that did it in ninety four. I think that's what turned it all around. But we were playing rubbish before but it's that thing of of nothing changes it's that thing of i just you look up and the ball's being there was a period everything changes but everything stays the same where the ball was Mm. after we'd scored there was a 20 minute period where we played really well in the first half on on saturday and i thought oh they're back to back to normal they're playing well and we scored the goal and then started sort of chipping the ball up in the air and then we almost played head tennis for about 10 minutes and then we couldn't pass and then they just gained the ascendancy completely. And I, I'm actually, I do, I sink down. I just go, and I'm going, I can't believe this. And I go, I've got to do something. I won't watch for a bit. I'll just look mm. at my programme. Well, oh, you it, normally it, do. You normally read your newspaper. No, your butler irons it for you before you go in. I've seen him do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I you, you, where you sit is a wonderful, wonderful, it's, it's part a wonderful of the seat. Sit. Yeah, and I mean, I, you, you should. I, mean, I know you, 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 you have a bit of a joke with me about my my appalling behaviour whilst I sat with you and the way I embarrassed no, it wasn't you. That bad. I embarrassed you comprehensively. It wasn't that but you bad. should be proud of me because I actually managed to devour uh, an entire roast beef with all the Turing's which is the pre-match hospitality meal that they enjoy in where Jonathan sits. Yeah, one of them. I did that and had a pint of lager in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about those? Yeah, I apples? thought you were going to take a, a, a roast beef bap out with you I, as well. I think that's... Which that, I have to you say, know, you could have done. But that is professional. It's, it's allowed. That is professional. Yeah, yeah, I was very impressed. I know. Anyway, look. But yeah, I found that I'm finding the whole experience of watching is, is reminds me so much yeah, that's of, a good point, mate. of watching them when they were terrible. And there is no improvement. And the same player each week is as bad as he was the week before. And he has to be selected because there's no one else to be selected. All right. Well, Whereas okay. in this instance, I... there are other well, options. Well done for doing the show, Clayton. Jonathan. That's, we might as well go home now. But I think that's a good... I, lo- I like that analogy with the 90s. I think that's a really good point. Okay, Clayton. I'm going to blow that out of the water. I'm going to blow that out of the water for the simple reason that in the 90s, in the 80s, in the 70s, when we were shit, we had shit players. Yeah, exactly. We don't have shit players. So now there's more... And anger, and than than the fatalism no, that it was on. then. It's added on. It's like it's comparing them and not watching them. I know that I know, could but be I think the problem is now is that we are at a loss to understand yeah. what the hell is happening. Whereas before, when you watched you knew some that, of our players, yeah. you knew that was the best they could do. All right, on that point, which I, I do, I, I've written a, a, a blog about that. I think maybe it was you. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. It's, I mean, if in doubt, it's usually Clayton. To be yeah. fair. But look, I mean, you know, just to get into this properly, I mean, you know, I, I've said it's mental, isn't it? And I, as in, it's just beyond comprehension. It is mental having to watch it. But I think it is. But I mean, if you look at, I mean, you you mentioned this, Jonathan, and I think you had a massive point here. But, you know, I thought, and I said this to Johnny T at half time. I thought we were actually in control for the first half an hour. We got a goal, yeah. a superb goal, absolutely in control. Goal goes in. Uh, then we, they, you know, they're equaliser, and then we come out in the second half, and then that penalty for Falcao gets denied. Saints then, I mean, Saints, that, I said they went for the jugular in the second half, but actually they were pressurising us after the first half an hour. I think that's when they it started were, going right. a bit well, pear-shaped they, for they, us. They, they had a goal against them, so they went up But again. basically, mate, after the goal and that penalty, we crumbled. I mean, it, it, we just fell apart. And, 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 you know, for me, that 
that tells me, Ross, that the, the problem with them is mental. It's absolutely mental. That, yeah. that just for, for a team to just not be able to deal with setbacks like that, it's, it's shocking. It's horrifying. It's very, very worrying, Ross. It, it was it was kind of um, reminiscent of the Bradford game last year as well. I, I just I just think you know the. Truth, truth be told, I don't think we've actually played very good football for the entirety of this calendar year. Yeah, and towards the point. end of last season, you know, we were playing title-winning, gritty football, but eventually that corrects itself. Eventually, um, especially with um, you know, we didn't really sign anyone in the summer, bar bar Pedro, um, and you know, the pre-season was just was really really bad in terms of training, and then the players sort of didn't quite look up to speed, and then I think it's just a massive collective loss of confidence, which is why none of these changes are making a difference because. Pretty much the entire squad's out of out of form, and, and when you've got that, you you're always susceptible to to losing, especially in the Premier League, where it's such a competitive. You know, each game is yeah. played. They've got to be at 100 it miles because hour. the other teams will be. Yeah. So, I mean, you would agree with what I mean. You know, I've been intrigued actually that reading between the lines, this is what Jose's been saying. Of course, the media focus on so many other things, so they choose to ignore it. But he's been saying this week after week in the press conference that the problem is a confidence one. I mean, so you would agree with Jose? Yeah, you've got you've got players out of form, and and, and I think Jose's almost he's, he's he's trying to shuffle the deck and pull aces off off the top, and you know none of the changes are really are really working, and and you know it's it's he's he's not making the changes for the for the right reasons, but then again there are no right reasons because it's each player has is is apart from you know a couple of players in well, the we'll squad. We'll talk about that in a minute. They're they're mm. playing so they're playing so poorly that that the. the the option you're bringing off the bench is, isn't necessarily an improvement. Mm. Clayton, um, you know, we've got, I know we'll, we'll cover this from a slightly different angle later because we've got quite strong views on the, on, on the players. And when I say mentality, I, I think there's a mental weakness there, but also there's an attitude problem. But do you think he's lost the dressing room? Because, I, I mean, there's been rumbles. This I did write, actually. Yeah, in, in That's my, why I asked in, you, mate. In my, in my blog. <laughs> um, I think that if you were watching any other team in the Premier League that were playing like we're playing at the moment, you would say they're not playing for their manager. So there's a sort of slight difference between losing the dressing room and not playing for the manager. I, it's really difficult to see what's going on because, as you said, we played well for the first half an hour. But the one thing that we're not doing, and we haven't done all season, is we are not creating any pressure on the opposition. Apart from the one game against Arsenal, we're having no shots. We, I can't think of a single shot on target in the second half. Um, is that mental or is that tactics? I, I, yes, the players aren't performing, but the way that we're playing, he's not changing the formation. It's not working. I, I do think a lot of it is is that that is. I mean, I've been saying this for weeks. They're taking two or three touches when they need yep. one. I mean, the, the goal, uh, the third goal, oh, which is a superb no, goal no. by Southampton, but. Hazard's pass was yeah. just awful, but that was but that, that, that the, the that's sec- a man out of confidence yeah. as well as four. That was the second. The second was even worse yeah. because you had I watched it again today yeah. to refresh my memory. Yeah. <laughs> you had Branner, an appalling back header towards Cahill, who using the famous Ron Atkinson phrase, trapped the ball further than I could kick yeah. it. Yeah, um, nobody put a tackle in. No, nobody. And then JC did a sort of a pirouette, a turn, and fell on his backside, yeah. and they scored. Yeah. And I was watching that team, and you, going back to what you were saying, we look like a team, which is what we are, in the relegation yeah, zone. We, we look scared to do yeah. anything. Fear we really large, do. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah. To be honest, you'd say the same thing about Southampton, but they've been struggling. You know, they're they're a good they're a good side. They've got good players, but they're they're struggling for form. I just want to say well. you said last week, and I think hats off to you because you're quite right. We don't give enough credit to the opposition. No, we don't. I thought Southampton were very good. We let them be good, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Well, we let Newcastle but, be good. But but one, well, come on to that in a minute. Yeah. One of the things that I thought is that Southampton are what we were and what we aren't now. They were strong, mm. they were hungry, and they were fast. Mm. All the things that we're the, not. The speed is a very I'm, important thing to mention. We are so but slow. But they bullied and if, us. If, there, if, was, if, there was a sorry to interrupt, John. No, no. There was a there was a bit well, in the Mane, second half. Well, Mane and Cahill. Jesus. When they nearly got their fourth. That's goal. probably a moment when I had my hands up in but, the but, air. But, and... Probably you were pointing, <laughs> I think. But they have I, a, I think I was saying to Johnny T, and Johnny's in the house, so he'll remember this. But I was thinking, I can't believe Kale's done that. I think he, he could have just smacked him in the mouth. Not, don't let him bully him. He Smack did. him on you, stupid! I can't really but do. I'm interested to see show. how many um, <laughs> of the Premier League sides have really quick, just quick runners as a striker now, like Yardy and like um, um, and Aguero is very obviously very quick. And it's interesting the way also that that, uh, that City have been. Uh, um, in, in, you know, they were rubbish last week, but then their ascendancy yesterday was that they've got De Bruyne, who I almost like to bring him up as an example of what on earth went wrong there. He was shit um, when he played he for was, us, Jonathan, he and, and he had a stinking were, attitude. He, he did, he did, but then suddenly Good we're in a where, and yeah, but he he's he plays the ball through a, unbelievably yeah, quickly, no doubt. Um, uh, so and you've got Amane was Amane was brilliant on um, wasn't he? On, on, and Pele, on, yeah, brilliant. and Tadic, but, but it's good. the same. It's the thing. It's still. They defend and then the ball gets slightly booted up the pitch and the bloke runs mm. after it. I, I, Quick, John, quicker Jonathan, than any of us can deal Jonathan with. and Clayton, I, I, I'm delighted that you brought up this point so early. I, I want to return to it later and really go into it because I think that it, I think there's there's a, there's a bigger issue at stake there. But it's very much along. I'm, if you've read the script, you'll know what I mean. Yes, but I want to save it for a little bit because I, I I'm sorry. I think, I've leapt ahead. No, no, no. I think it was very right to put that in. I mean, look, just very, very quickly. I mean, you know, uh, I think. We do have to applaud William for his, I think, not just his superb goal, but uh, again, you know, one of the few players in the side at the moment who, who, who's near his normal, normal form. And, and it, yeah. But more than, more than that is, it, you know, he's showing the right level of commitment and attitude. Um, That's how he always plays, isn't it? But also Aspie and Begovic. I thought Aspie had a good game. Well, he was great for, half, for, for he, the half he hour. Had a, he, he had a wobble, didn't he? He did, he had yeah. a wobble. I mean, do Absolutely. you blame him when you're being no. surrounded by people Absolutely who are playing not. like utter yeah. shit? Beg- I mean, actually, I, I kind of joke with, with, with CFC away on Twitter. Um, you know, it kind of says something when the, 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 your best player this season has been the reserve goalkeeper, <laughs> you know. But Begovic is, I mean, and no. I think the irony, you know, that his stats are probably going to be the worst of any Chelsea goalkeeper for 30 years. But it's really not fair. I mean, that, we've got that, Mr. That, Goalie that's, here. That's it's really unfair. more to do than any but it's really, in No, but in years. terms of goals conceded. Yeah, this, but he's actually been our best player this Without season. Without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I really feel for him. Um, just going back to William, of course, he, he was, well, I don't think he was booed, but the decision to take him off. Well, they'd misunderstood. They'd no idea that but he'd been sick. Nobody knew sick. he'd been sick, no, had they? Well, that's um, not going to happen unless somebody comes up with a sign saying, oh, he's been sick, <laughs> but there he's was, been sick. Oi, stop, stop booing. But there was, there was, there was. There's, there's, there's four, there's four boxes to put characters in. They on, could, on they the, could do yeah, that, actually. Yeah. 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 It'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Yeah. Explain. Sick. <laughs> Ill. <laughs> Ill. Well, you know what? I mean, much as I hate to talk about rugby, but at Twickenham, uh, in, you know where the ring of indifference would be 
they have uh, you know digital screens yeah. which give out information all the time. Telling because I mean rugby is impenetrable to understand as anybody knows. I but have to say that the, the ruck, the scrum is just completely beyond it. Look, I'm I'm all for a ruck, a scrum, and a mall, not necessarily yes. in that order. But I really have no idea. The thing about rugby is that they change the rules every bloody year, so it's do. impossible it's to impossible, follow. Yeah. But they give out these messages on uh, you know going around the perimeter boards, and and actually you know. He's gone off because he's ill. Would have been really yeah, useful. Yeah, it would have been lovely. Yeah. I think you've come up with yeah. something. Or even we, there should be text. We all get a text from the from the club. Well, they tweet, love texting us. Yeah, 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 tweet. Yeah, tweet. They love they love texting us and tweeting us. You know. But anyway, but Matic going off, oh, having oh. been brought on, got he was got terrible a though. He can't yeah. tackle anymore. He was, he, he was I don't. I, well, that he fouls. What are you supposed to do? But I don't know why he, he was brought on in the first place. But actually, he was taken off. Tactically, correct. I know all the business also about him being humiliated. I think I don't think so I don't think he was. What? I don't think he'd be humiliated because he yeah. appreciated Mate. he was being replaced Jonathan, by another forward. You can so you can understood. you can dress me in leather pants, put a snooker ball in my mouth, and a leather hat over me, and humiliate humiliate me as much as you want for the kind of money he gets every week. It's <laughs> true. No, but, but the yeah, that's the caveat. You'd have to pay me that amount of money first. Can I urinate over you as well. But we, we may come on, we may come on to this it's later. It's a slightly different podcast, though. Um, but perhaps part of the reason it was that there was booing when he was taken off was that there was a certain other member of our midfield well, who's done absolutely yeah. fuck that all true. this that season. True. That's true. Who I don't know what he that's has true. to do to but, be substituted. Well, but, but I think unfortunately Manchester was a liability because he can't tackle anymore without fouling anybody because no. he's he's strangely about. You know, whatever it is, a foot a foot <laughs> slower than he used to be, I know. which I, I once okay. again is incomprehensible. Apparently, apparently, I've just given CFC in in North Carolina. I just ate lunch, and the leather pants analogy is giving me cramps. Well, how, how do you think it makes me feel? Indeed. Anyway, um, look, talking about the whole Clever. booing. I mean, you know, actually, somebody mentioned Fabres. Clayton's obviously been reading the script, unlike me. But I mean, that's a wonderful segue. There we go. Clayton is our segue specialist, as he reminded me. He reminded me that he was now. I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I've had it. I've had it with Fabregas. I mean, when I, when I, you know, because I, I never see what's going on at the game, as we've clearly identified, because I'm too busy gesticulating and swearing. <laughs> so I do have to go and watch it all when I get home, and I did. So I saw that first goal to see Fabregas ambling back, watching yes, Stephen Davis volley the ball. Yes. I, I had to see Fabregas losing the ball because he can't tackle. I had to see him waddling around, and I've had it with Fabregas! I don't want to sound like that Burke that was on the 100 100 yeah, percent Chelsea. Him as well. yeah, yeah, but was, I tell you, mate, my yeah. blood's boiling. Anyway, so I've decided there should be a new rule number one at Chelsea. Do you want to know what it is? No more Fabregas. No rule number one: no ex-Arsenal or Barca players should ever play for Chelsea. They don't know how to defend and have a poor attitude and no fight. Does that include Pedro? At the moment, possibly. I have to say that he's been poor as yeah. well, and he's he's too small. Yes, yeah. another. But then you think, what about we had one of those players who was a bit similar to him, but he's at United. So uh, we, Matter. yeah, yeah, small. small. He was great, but yeah, he was oh, much no. better than Pedro. Talking of small people, that again reminds me of the nineties. You know, when we had the blood. I used to, I used to, you know, I mean, I was even bad then. I mean, you know, I wasn't going as much as I am now, but I, I'd be shouting if it was on the telly. Like, Hold on, you bloody diddy men, get some grown-ups playing for Chelsea for fuck's sake. You know, I would be going oh, mental. Johnny you know? Spencer was I such, know, a, such a lovely. But player. he used to really annoy me until they started getting good, and then they were like whizzing around and going under people's well, legs. When, when, really uh, when, yes. When uh, when Hullet was there, he'd he'd sort of boss the midfield and pass into spaces. And he Spence, looked like Ken Spence, Dodd amongst the Diddy Men. Spencer really would run the, run the wrong way every time. 
Anyway, um, you'll be delighted to know that I'm not going to spend the next half an hour coating off Fabregas because I'll get phoned up by Ari Up, number one, and be disbarred from CFC UK. And secondly, it'll be a very boring show. So I'm going to sum it up in a new version of the Fabregas song. Would oh. you like to indulge me? Yeah, this, I love this it. will be a solo. Can we can we sing a harmony when we get? You can all sing it. it. Everybody in Mixler, you can sing yeah. it after you've heard me sing this. But I, okay. I made this up with Johnny T. So type the lyrics. I, I made it. Johnny T's in the house. He can if he can remember. He can type as we're singing along. Ready? <coughs> Fabregas is tragic. He's lost his magic hat. He could play well for Chelsea, but he said no. Fuck that. He waddles to the left. He minces to the right. He should have stayed at Barca because Fabregas is shite. Very good. You like that? Very good okay. indeed. Very good. I'd love oh, to... Fabregas is tragic. I'd like to hear what the reaction to that is. Ooh, someone's goldfish. I don't know if that was aimed at me. But, I mean, he really is piss poor. And somebody, somebody somewhere... I mean, Jose came out with some stuff in the presser which just intrigued me. And, I, you know... I, I, even I can't read what's going through his head when he's coming out with this one. But he was basically saying that, you know, there's there, there are those that are mentally weak in the side and there are those that are not. John JT, for example, he was saying can make a mistake and he's big enough to be able to cope with it, deal with it, come back, do it, you know, keep playing, head won't drop. Fabregas, he said, was the same because at least he tries to do things all the time and he, he doesn't have that fear of, I'm not going to try it again because I might fail. But Jose... You know, even when he was good, we knew he couldn't defend. I mean, it's just too... I mean, he basically, he's a luxury that we cannot afford. If matter was a luxury we can't afford, then so is bloody Fabregas. Well, he is at the moment because nobody else is playing. So he's got... You just see you see all his deficiencies, unfortunately. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's, by the way, Gary, I did slag off Keith Dublin and Darren, Garrett, Darren Wood and Alan Mays and Joe Allen. <laughs> that's why you were pointing. You were doing a Darren Wood impersonation. <laughs> Mind you, I did have a soft spot for Jail Dasper. Da- Jail Dasper. Dale Jasper. I used to have a soft spot for Dale yeah. Jasper until I went to Roker Park on a very frosty night when we lost to Sunderland in the League Cup semi-final, oh, got home dear. at three o'clock in the morning after Dale had made two mistakes. Anyway, look, um, I've Jerry kind of, Murphy, I liked. I've, I've, we, have out, we have out, out, outlived, <laughs> we have outlived our welcome. On you had a very the, good haircut. Uh, and do you know what? We could we could have a break, or we could just carry on this. I think I, I'm in the mood to carry this 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 on think, here. I don't think you should interrupt your because I, I, I mean, actually, no. Gar- Gary's been quite right. I, I don't like. I mean, the thing is, I, I I never boo inside the stadium, and I don't cope players off inside the stadium. I mean, I get very cross. I mean, you know, when the when the foul, I'll give you an example. When the penalty, I mean, from where I was, it looked like a cast iron penalty on Falcao. And I was going mental at anybody within five feet of me and the referee and just going absolutely, the language was just beyond appalling. And, and some old bloke, lovely bloke, um, you know, who, who, who was sitting, standing, sitting in front of me, you know, he, he turned around to me and he, and he gave the he dived signal. And, you know, I, I didn't thump him or anything, but, I, you know, it would have been unfair. He had a very nice looking, I presume, granddaughter next to him, so... Uh, but anyway, don't go there. But, yeah, no, what, the, what, the, what, the bottom line that, is: how does that work? I don't. The bottom line is, is that I'm so one-eyed at a game. I mean, you know, yeah, basically yeah. he could have dived t- twenty yards in front of the goalkeeper, and I'd have still said it was a bloody penalty and argued it with anybody who was prepared to be stupid enough to argue with me that it was. So I don't coat the players off in the stadium. I give them a hundred and fifty percent support, and I never boo and I never leave until the whistle has gone. I just will not do that because that's what you're there for. You're there to support. And this is this is my segue into you know the levers and the booers. Uh, 
you know, versus what I actually thought, and, and we were there, Clayton, I thought the Matthew Harding, um, upper and lower, was fantastic on, on the Saturday. I really do. I, you know, I, it's, it was interesting, actually. It made me think, reflecting in the pub afterwards with Johnny, and I was saying, it's funny, isn't it, actually? Because there there's still a huge tranche of our support. The worse it gets, the better we support. And we still... And I, and I was just so delighted that that mentality kind of shone through. You know, we were 3-1 down. Lots of idiots were leaving. And that's when the man, Matthew Harding started really... You know, upping their game yeah, yeah, yeah. and supporting the team, and I, I'm getting a bit teary-eyed thinking about it. Well, but, but that's what it always used to be like. For yeah. Why did we have ten thousand people following know. us away when Except we were absolutely shit? How about the um, we're shit? Oh, I, well, well, I, I, I want to come on. I wanna, I'll, I'll come, sing the Fabregas song I'll, as a joke, okay, yeah. people? I would never sing that in the ground. Yeah. This is a joke for a silly bloody football show. I was appalled by those pillocks that were the singing. singing right. yeah. Although Johnny will probably write on here that I did chuckle, which is actually probably true. <laughs> well, the but it was is, appalling. But it was, all they were doing was copying Rangers yeah. from the week before. Oh, I know. No, how how awful the, is no, that? The, the Southampton were singing your fucking shit. No, I know, I know, shit. I know. And then we thought it'd be funny to join in. When I say we, I don't mean me. I mean, there was an element. Towards the end of that game, the support was fantastic. And after the final whistle, there were quite a few of us who stood there for a couple of minutes until all the players were off the pitch shouting Chelsea and that gave me goosebumps because I just thought that's what supporting the team's all about all it's right, really really easy we're to, having we're having a to, shed we're having sorry to butt in Clayton yeah. but we're having a shed versus Matthew Harding argument here Dazza um, I saw a tweet from mm. the man who is we are the shed who was on this show the other yeah. week uh, bemoaning the attitude of the shed for basically being quiet as mice and leaving, and Daz are saying that the Matthew Harding was upper was half empty by eighty minutes. Well, I'm sorry, mate. I was there. Okay, I wasn't counting how many people were left in there, but I'm telling you, the support was royal for the last twenty minutes, and particularly the last ten minutes. And we were getting, we love you, Chelsea. We do yeah. keep the blue flag flying high. There was a massive carefree, you well, know, no, that's, lots of Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. It was, it was really good support in the Matthew Harding. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't answer for the shed because I can't actually see that far. Let alone well, here, if you're not looking in that direction. Well, as we know, I'm too busy gesticulating. <laughs> so there you go. But the people who stay behind are the ones who who sing. It's the one who's ones who leave, yeah. early, who don't contribute to the atmosphere. Um, you know, going, I'm getting so I'm so excited by the show. Right. I completely I don't contribute it, to the atmosphere at all, and I stayed for 90 minutes. The only thing I would say that some people may have left early because they wanted to watch the rugby. So they, yeah, they may have been yeah, Martin. They they got what they deserved. You know what? You've just reminded me. And Johnny, Johnny, if he's in here somewhere, I know he was in. Early, isn't I haven't seen him comment, but uh, he will bear me out on this. And this was the highlight of what was otherwise a horrible, horrible day. It was to the, the sight of Martin Levy, Dr. Mart, so called steward of the Chelsea fan cast, wandering up the steps with 80 minutes gone. And we nailed him because I saw it, and me and Johnny immediately absolutely screamed out, We can see he's sneaking out. And we kept on at him, and he was like, I'm going to see the rugby. I'm going to see I said, you know. So there we go. So we nailed him. And that may be true, but I mean, even so, stay for the game, guys. Anyway, um, the, the, I think that what this is really all leading me up to, I mean, as I said, I'm so ex- overexcitable tonight that I keep forgetting I've actually got a script, but we do have one. And my final point on the support, really, um, is, is, is just to ponder this. Uh, yeah, mate, Dazza, sorry to, to butt into myself here. Yes, there were loads going from the shed and all that stuff. I think that's the point, Dazza. The point is that none of them should have been going, and shame on them, really. And this is my point here. I think it really is uh, a time to get behind the team at the moment and 
and particularly Jose, and actually the players when we're you know when they when they're playing in front of us on that pitch, you get behind the players because they you know booing's not going to uh, help them, is it? No, you know coating them off not exactly going to help them. We need to get behind them because they're they're clearly mentally shot and lacking in confidence. And I think we'll talk about this in, in the next part. I think, but uh, Jose was making the same point in his presser that we need to un- unite. Everybody needs to the, the board, the club. The players, the supporters, everybody. We need to unite. And 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 what what it made me think of suddenly again, you know, echoes of, of days gone by. Actually, um, you know, that is what support is all about. You support the team when when you when they need it. Uh, and and it just kind of made me think all those people who who leave early. And I mean, I know that that Dean Mears wrote a cracking blog in CFC UK, the last one about reserving his right to leave early if he wants to because he's pissed off and angry and he wants to go to the pub and you know look I, I wouldn't stop anybody from doing what they want they're all entitled to do what they want but I don't I just don't think it's very helpful and I, and I, and I just I just wonder I mean people like Dean and his old man you know more died in the wall Chelsea than I'll ever be so I'm not going to point the finger at them but it just makes me wonder what kind of people go to a game where they want to leave early, having paid that much money for it. What is their sense of entitlement that, that means that they, that they think they can win, you know, that they have to win every game, that we have to be the best all the time? Because, you know, sometimes you're just not. Sometimes your team is shit. Surely there's a lot more to it than, than just that. I mean, if I want to be, a, if I want entertainment, I'll go to the bloody cinema. No, I suppose it's the amount of effort that people put in. If you think the team, you can accept the fact the team is losing. If they're not putting the effort in, which some of them aren't, it's very difficult then to want to be present yeah. when they're not performing. I don't think there's, a, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm 100% right here. And, and as I said, I would, I would defend anybody's right to do whatever they want anywhere, let alone at a football match. And I just, I just having a problem understanding it. But um, it, it's the level of expectation, know. isn't it? I mean, I'd like to know how many other teams have won the, the league one season and in the following season have been yeah. absolutely abject. Very few. Very few indeed. Yeah. Borussia Dortmund is the only... Yes, obvious example, example yeah. isn't it yeah. and actually that's an interesting point um, sorry I'm going off on one here but um, you know because of course you know he might be going to replace Brenda well you wonder whether they deliberately sacked well, yeah. Rodgers knowing that uh, if they were going to sack Mourinho that they, then their, I hope their so. choices I might, hope so. might have been I hope um, that in some small way we've, we've caused affected, Liverpool caused pain to, yeah, yeah exactly but I mean what, what I didn't realise because I knew that he'd been shit last year but actually you know Borussia Dortmund were bottom yeah. until February there they were yeah, yeah. So they still finished seven. You know, didn't they? give your heads a wobble, people. It's not that bad yet. Other people speak, yeah. please, because I'm speaking far too much. The one thing about leaving early is just it's time and time and time again we've we've been losing. Get well, not obviously not losing that many games, but when we have been losing games like Stoke a couple of years ago, where we were one nil down heading into the last yeah. few minutes, and we come back to win two one. You know, you give the team a little bit of extra support, and you never know that might be the difference between them coming up and popping up at the end and you just you miss so many results you count you, like tw- two or three times a season pull a goal back draw home or away whatever people have started leaving early and they just they they miss those magic moments at the end you, you've got to have hope you, you can never give I up I just don't understand the mentality I, of it I was I, I was <coughs> scarred as a young child because my dad god bless him um, he used to leave early because these were, these were the days where you could basically drive to the ground and my dad was so anal he never wanted to get stuck in traffic. 
So he always used to leave early. And the number of times we left and I'm sort of being pulled, you know, as I'm sort of craning my neck to get the last last view of the green Mm. turf. And as I'm going and as I'm walking down the steps, you hear the big roar or where we're five minutes down the road, you hear the big roar. The worst was we played Coventry. Never forget this. We left and it was nil-nil, and by the time we got home, we'd won two-one. <laughs> so I, I try not, I try though, not you? to leave early if, if you know. But to, fear you know, of to, death. Talking about, I mean, you know, I, I, this is always my favourite analogy. You know, if, if I want entertainment, I'll go to the cinema. I don't go to football or pay for football to get entertained. I go for the whole experience that is around it. Hang on. No, I know. Uh, I've got but, to agree uh, with you, but. To extend that analogy a bit further, Jonathan, and you and I would, would appreciate this especially, I think. You, you don't leave a bloody film ten minutes before the end. But I actually do like. You? I like watching. I, I, I even I like the new Robin Hood. Well, the, uh, the Robin you can Hood. do. Yeah, a theatre really I leave bad. frequently at half time. But um, yeah, but that's different. You, you can work it's out what's going to happen. Does the sign autographs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, 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 I actually like watching the players going off the field as well. Yeah, I love yeah. seeing the reactions. I give them, I give of, them a clap. Of, you know? Yeah, of, but the whole experience for me is is seeing yeah. reactions of players. I like yeah. seeing what who who, who shakes somebody's hand, yeah. who doesn't. Yeah. In the same way that did, did I like you seeing see Terry at the end of the game. He was. He was beside himself. Absolutely. I mean, he came up to Matthew Harding, but he, he just couldn't look at us. He was sort of applauding. but Stony face. But, he, I, but, but simply, yeah. I love all of that. I and thought I, he, was, he looked like he was close to tears. No, it was stony face. I think he was sort of embarrassed, upset, and all the rest of it. Okay, look, right. I think uh, we've managed to do the first part that lasts half an hour and 42 minutes, which is going to be indicative of how this show is going to go, I think. So we're going to have a quick break, and we're going to come back with stuff in a minute. Uh, but after that break, we will be asking how we stop the rot, does Jose have to change tack? Do we bung the kids in at the expense of the underperformers? And do we change the system? We'll see you in a second. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper chels. Right, welcome back. Uh, we've kind of stopped. Uh, we were carrying on the show in the break, and God blimey! For those of you who are on Mixler, you've heard it. If for those of you who are listening on the podcast, you missed it, and it was great chat. But uh, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. We're in part two. We were we overstayed our welcome massively in part one, which is a uh, indicament. Uh, indicament. It's. It's. I don't indicative. know. Why, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Indicative. Thank you. I think is the word you wanted to use. I think indictment. indictment. Yeah, it's probably more appropriate. Yeah, more appropriate. Uh, but we're back, and we've got lots to talk about. As you can tell Jonathan's got a story for us. Well, no, just it, it was it was apropos the whole business of looking at games when they finish and see what goes on. And Chelsea were playing Leeds, and it was the game when I think they had nine men, and they uh, and we drew nil nil with Correct. them. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Deschamps um, was wandering off the field in his one season. I thought if I felt for Deschamps, who tried to cope with playing for Chelsea but never quite got it <laughs> together. Particularly when he played at Bradford and got scythed down by Windass in the first minute of the game, I remember. Um, but uh, the particular moment, um, who was the Leeds manager at the time? George Graham. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, it was David the, uh, O'Leary. Yeah, O'Leary. O'Leary. God, uh, yeah, O'Leary yeah. went up to shake hands with... Uh, um, with Deschamps, and as he went up to shake, shake his hands, he took his hand away and did a, did a, uh, a, a you know a wave, put his thumb to his nose and waved his fingers at him, <laughs> and, and blew a raspberry at him. 
And, uh, what, what, Deschamps did? No, 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 the other way around. O'Leary did it to Deschamps. No way! Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and, father and, stank and, of and, elderberries! And, Desch- and Deschamps went... And had to be held Yum. back by, by Pruitt or something. One of the players held him back. And, he goes, and then he went... Yeah. <laughs> and then danced away. And that kind of moment is worth hanging, oh, yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. around for. That's, just thinking... But of course, you're, pri- you're privileged. I was privileged because I'm near, in there. Yeah, but you're absolutely near enough absolutely right. to see it. Absolutely. You know, That's one of the av- appalling advantages. That's why I feel so superior. Right, anyway, I've got, I've got some stuff to, to take up with the good denizens of, uh, of Mixler. Gary uh, said something about me booing... Fa- I told you, I, I, I've ne- I have never, well, maybe Yukanovich, but other than Yukanovich, I, I have never booed a Chelsea player during a match. I just don't do it. I no, 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 you no, know, no. I'll coat him off on D- the show. Jaluka, surely. No, I lied to me. He had great hair. Well, he had punk, Joe Allen, punky. surely. I was too drunk to be able to no, register anything in those boo, days. You didn't boo any of those no, you, no, no, I because shouted they were all crap. And you no, basically I shouted thought, out, you know. I hate you, Alan. I thought that <laughs> was you? fair enough, yeah. Yeah, because he was absolutely a boy. Right, OK, listen, you Especially lot. Especially after uh, that day, nice debut. Right, OK. Um, right, we've got a lot of big issues to discuss, and, and, and we're running out of time, which is very well, Come on, Chid, you never booed Maluda. When he first started, he wasn't. No, he I was, didn't. He was poor, wasn't he? I used to, I used to sing the Flora Maluda song, which is Flora Maluda, Luda, Luda, Flora Maluda. Whoop, whoop. And you know, and I used to say, I just, I did it joyfully. You know, he got good, didn't he, Maluda? We well, died. I used to love Maluda when his contract was coming up. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. I mean, you know, to be yeah. to be really fair, because of course there is evidence about this double winner. Because there is evidence, <laughs> yes. there is evidence about this. I used to coat him off it's on every. Good used to coat him off on every Chelsea fan cast. But this is entertainment. This is not football. This is entertainment. It's but free did, entertainment. But does this entertainment fit in with your view that you like the club not being as good because it makes you feel more of a proper football fan? Are you yeah, talking about it's in the more break? real, you know. It's yeah. it's. I mean, because frankly, if you're old enough, what we've gone through in the last ten years is surreal. In a funny sort of way, I feel kind of sorry for the the you know. And I think it's a lovely retort that a lot of the kids get come back with it. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not kind of a. You know, I won't go out there on Twitter and stuff going, well, you know, it's all right, really. You know, you should have been there when we were really shit. You ain't seen nothing, you know. I wouldn't do that because I think that's really disingenuous. You know, if you're pissed off about it and you're angry, I think say you're pissed off and angry. But I do feel for a lot of the young kids who who, who were like 10 in 2003 and, and have known nothing that other than Chelsea's tw- 22 success. now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but they've seen yeah. nothing other than Chelsea. For them, this is normal. Yeah. This, and this is like, What? You know, massive head. head well, I damage. think actually that from, from that point of view, it's very good because it know. teaches them to cope with life. Well, I think so it's too. Right, we like must life. talk about things that I have in my script. Otherwise, I ask myself, why do I write it? Well, I ask Indeed. myself that every week. Get in there. Fair. Right, we and Jose have some very, very big problems. I'm going to run through these and we'll have a little bit of a talk about it. And this is going to bring in, I think, uh, Clayton and your point about sulky millionaires. But uh, if I can list down what I think the problems are, form, confidence, mental weakness, lack of physicality, Lack of fight and leadership. Luck, question mark. Jose alluded to this. I think he has a point. Uh, but I think over and above all of that, I think the biggest problem that we've got, uh, and, I, and, and I will preface that with, with what happened in Jose's press conference uh, on Saturday, or, or, or his one uh, seven-minute answer, which I thought was brilliant, by the way. Um, but I think one of the messages he was giving out when he was saying to the board, if you're going to sack me, sack me. But if you do, you've got a problem because this is an important moment in Chelsea's history. And basically, I, Clayton and I were talking about this before we went on air. Um, when it goes mildly wrong for Chelsea in recent history, what happens? They the sack. manager gets sacked. Yeah, yeah. But who gets away with it? The players. Yeah. 
So what do they learn? Because players are like dogs, basically. And I, I, I had, I had, I had this. No, I had this chat with uh, Rick Glanville at, at the stall on Saturday, and and he was saying that maybe Jose moaning about them all the time is not having an effect. And I said, yes, if you beat a dog all the time, it gets used to being beaten, so it doesn't have any effect after a while, right? That's the kind of where we were going with it. So, you know, the fact is, is that if they think they can get away with it all the time, that no matter how shit they play, no matter how, how, no matter how stinky their attitude is, it's all right because we won't take the rap. The manager will get fired. So yeah. I think Jose was standing up and saying, do you want that syndrome to continue? Definitely this was. is your chance to say, you know what? It's your lot that have to take, you lot have to take responsibility for this as well. In the past, player power has won. Yeah. Drogba and et al. got rid of... Uh, um, Two... Well, um, all the ones we want didn't all the, want. All the yeah. ones we didn't want. We agree with them. Then. We agree yeah. with them. In this instance, we don't. <laughs> we don't agree with them anymore. <laughs> what would he have said? We're to, wonderfully what did hypocritical. He, say to them? he had the board meeting on Saturday. <laughs> what did he say to them? He said to them, "Listen, exactly what you said." Fire me. He but said, it's not going to do you any good. But the alternative is to keep me, yeah. keep me for as long as you want, and then get rid of the players who aren't working. Yeah. Two, two That's words. That's the alternative. Ken Bates, 1983. Yeah. yeah. End of the season. What did he do? He didn't get rid of John Neal. No, he, he didn't. got rid of the players. Yeah, and I'm hoping for a rerun of that yeah. little scenario because, yeah. as you quite rightly said before we started, it doesn't matter how big they are, how good they are, they're not playing for us. Yeah, I went off on a monster rant. It was a bit of a forewarning yeah. of what was to come on the show. If they wasn't don't it? want to play for us, piss off. Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite interested. Right. I don't know what's what's going on behind the scenes. There's something going on behind the scenes. We all know that. But ultimately, you have got all these guys who were brilliant last year who won't turned up this year for whatever reason. Uh, including the player of the year, the double player of the year, who just seems completely and utterly disinterested. Hazard. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I think there's there's one thing to add as well, and that is it, sack Jose or not, no one's going to win us the league this season. No. So, very and in fact, it, we're in a stronger position if there's continuity into, into next year because regardless of the form so far this season, we do have some good, we do have many good players. We do have a, a decent transfer policy. We've got a lot of youth coming in. We bring in a new manager. It's just going to be how it used to be. And we're yeah, it's Groundhog Day. He'll, he'll, he'll demand a whole series forward. of new players, and he'll yeah. splash the cash. And, or, uh, or, or, if the club and, and, and Roman are genuine about, I mean, we're kind of getting into part three here, but who cares? You know, if the club are genuine about, I don't care if this is all over the shop tonight. I really don't. I'm, I'm in a very shambolic you know performance. It's because it's shambolic frame of mind. I know. I'm in a shambolic frame of mind. More passionate than the bloody players. But I mean, you know, what I'm saying is, is that if 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 this is the moment where Roman matures as a as a Chelsea supporter, I think that's one way of putting it, and sticks with Jose no matter what. And, you know, as I said, I am trailing what we're going to talk about later. But, you know, we know that Roman desperately wants to have players that grew up in the academy breaking through into that Chelsea side. And, I mean, I think there was an influence in the vote of confidence today that was, yes, of course, we're fully behind you, Jose, and we're not going to sack you, but we expect you to carry on and make it better with the current squad. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, a, that so was a very pointy yeah. thing, wasn't it? But I, I you know, but you know, if 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 he has it's 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 kind of chicken and egg, isn't it? If he has the security of not getting fired even if we don't win a few trophies. Yeah, but they say this season we write the season off, we just use but it as But play a, the kids, Jose. Yeah, yeah. Play the kids. As long as we don't get relegated. Yeah. <laughs> play the kids. And I, I think maybe that's what's going on. I kinda of hope so. But I just to just to finally, you know, nail this point, Clayton, I mean, you know, um is this is this symptomatic of modern sulky millionaires? Do you think, do you think this lies at the heart of what's going on? 
Um, no. Okay, good. I'm really glad to hear that. Because, I, I don't know. Be, but no, I, I the, the, the only reason I say that is because you could say yes, maybe to one or two because they're not happy, but not eleven. They're all they're all not performing. Okay, so the goalkeeper is doing brilliantly, and Asby's playing well. And that's it, really, isn't mm. it? And so you can't actually say that it's down to sulky millionaires. A couple of them might be, but you look at you look at somebody like Sesk or you look at Branner, you couldn't say they're not actually trying. They're just bloody useless at the moment. Yeah. And the the it's, problem is, and I, I I've said this before, is that he keeps picking them. Where is the competition for places if you can play like a dog and get picked? The dogs, the dogs are big tonight, aren't they? They are. So why are, we are not they playing still? Like the dogs, dogs are why are they still they, being picked? There's they, no motivation for them to improve. I despair when you look at the team sheet and said you think he's picked the same team again. Mm. Well, Surely I, I not. believe I, I, I for you went guess that when I did my yeah, hypocrisy thing. You did, you did, you did. I mean, the only, the only thing, I, you know. Look, the bottom line is none of us around this table absolutely know for sure what's going on. But something is. Uh, I like to think I'm quite a good student of, of psychology and stuff. And so, therefore, I think I can sometimes read a little bit into what's going on with what Jose's doing in terms of his man management. The only thing I can think of about him picking Branner... I mean, he, he he's coming out with a technical reason, which is that if he plays Baba, then he's got pygmies and not, you know, tall people playing for him and he and he doesn't want to lose the height that Brennan gives you because because the, the tall thing's working for us at the moment oh, I know it? and that's what I'm saying so you know I, I, I understand his reasoning but it's just not bearing out it's he, not in the in the um, um, Maccabi game he, he let to uh, the Tel Aviv game he let in the final minutes didn't he Baba playing he let mm. them let them through for two crosses mm. with ease he's good coming forwards he's a he's an like, a, like a modern fullback yeah, can't not, bloody defend a, can't can go he's not the finished article at all well, yeah but you say that's but, really but, but interesting. Let's try it, though. Let's try it. That's something. it. Well, you know, they're, they're not the finished product, but let's, let's lose. Give them a go. Let's yeah. lose. Well, maybe, g- maybe. These I guys mean, experience. you know, I don't know. I mean, we, 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 I don't want to talk about Ivanovic in detail again because we've done it every week. But the only thing I can think of is he's just thinking, I trust this guy. He's Surely been in the trenches of be me. Bad. You know, I know how good he is. And I also know that even if he's playing like utter shit and he's in terrible form and confidence, he above all others in that team he always gives me 150% his attitude you cannot argue against it he has to come good sometime dropping him may be counterproductive that's all I can think of because it doesn't make any sense it does makes it? getting rid of, of um, uh, the guy who went back to Atletico Madrid Luis was him wasn't it makes that a bizarre yeah, but thing Lu- to but, be but, doing but Aspie kept Luis out of the As team not Branagh I, I don't think Luis would be helping that no I'd probably, I'd, probably he go down to the same level well, he probably he? would he couldn't defend at the end but of the day if, if you want Aspie uh, sorry if you want Branagh in that team then why not give him a couple of games at centre half? Yeah, maybe. You know, if you're looking for the height, you're looking for the attitude. You can't say that any one of our three centre halves is is like the first name on the team sheet at the moment. I, I think he's also wary of the fact that you know he, he's made a fair amount. He's made more changes than you would probably normally do, and I think you know you can't. It's just do you know? I mean, the thing is, you know, I, I spoke to somebody in the pub about this before. You know that the answer is almost unanswerable because there are so many potential. Uh, you know, answers to the myriad of problems that we have. But you know that nobody knows the answer when the press are scrabbling around trying to come up with all sorts of half-baked theories as well. 
nobody knows because it is, it, as I said in the beginning of the show, what is happening to us now, what we can see before us every week, it's beyond any reason and comprehension. And I, and I actually think this is the problem that Jose's got. You know, he, he can't, I don't think he knows the answer right now because it's almost unanswerable. Anyway, before we go off on another tangent, I want to try and get through this because this is important. How, Ross, do you think Jose's going to turn it round? I mean, personally, I think it may even be as simple as just finding any way to win a game at the moment. Because I think, you know, you know what they say about confidence or, or, you know, winning becomes a habit, but so does losing. And I think we're getting into that habit of losing. So I think he has to find any way he can to win a game, even if it means playing eight in the defence and not conceding a goal, you know. But what do you reckon, mate? I, I think it's, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You're right, there's, there's so many issues going on all over the pitch, everywhere. It's, it's probably really about getting back to basics, just, just playing the fundamental good football, keeping the ball. I mean, that's kind of easier said than done. <laughs> Gary says drop Brenner. <laughs> and Fabregas, anyway. You know, he's... The thing is, I, th- I think in that um, the Porto game, we we kind of played four three three for a bit of the game mm. with Mikel and, and Ramirez and Fabregas, and we we looked we looked all we looked all right at least in comparison yeah, we looked, to yeah, how we've been playing lately. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I th- you know at the moment we're struggling with with the spine of the team, and you know there is no spine, exact, but it, it's know, spineless. The, the, the if we stick another stick another man in in, in midfield. I, I think I think that might give well, us you, a bit I, more I'm going to fast forward a bit because actually you know I, 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 this is this is what me and Johnny worked out after another pint in the Chelsea Ram after the game, and and you know I, I kind of started the conversation off by saying that that we just got to find a way to win win a game. And that means you've got to start at the back. You've got to stop conceding goals because the you know I know we can't score for Toffee either. But the bigger problem is that we're letting in two or three goals in most games. We've so, got more chance if Costa plays. I thought Costa had yeah, a very good game. I agree. Against, he was, uh, he was Porto. yeah really up to top notch. He was top notch and Proper very striker yeah. And he again. wasn't um, holding he, the ball up. He he, he wasn't uh, combative in the wrong no, way. He was he was good attitude. He, yeah, I very good. Yeah, I was really pleased with that performance. I've got so, to admit. So I think it might change. Could have against, a brilliant goal. He could as have well. done. Yeah. yeah, it might change against Villa just because of having. Him as the focal yeah, I think because you're right. let's be honest, Falcao. For what I know, we're giving him a chance, but and I know he's a good mover, um, but he is not. He's not leading the line w- well enough. As well, lost that yeah, yeah. He, but he's not a line leader. I tell you what. Once one thing I noticed because I, I I thought you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be all rude hullet about this, and I'm not going to watch the ball. I'm going to watch the movement of the players. And I thought you know what I keep saying on the show that his movement's fantastic. I'm going to watch Falcao. So I had like Chidge player cam on Falcao for moments of the game yeah. when I wasn't gesticulating. I did it with Torres once. Torres yeah. didn't move at all. No. Did you fall asleep? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what I watched, what I noticed uh, with um, with Falcao is that basically, uh, and this is not a surprise for a striker of his type, uh, and actually a lot of strikers to be fair, he positions himself in between the two centre-backs. He's not on the shoulder of one of them. He's in the middle. So that tells me that he is waiting for somebody to put an incisive ball either behind one of those defenders or through the middle so he can run through it. He did not get a ball like that once in 90 minutes. So in other words, the way that Chelsea play is pointless having a striker like Like Falcao. And I used to say that actually, to be be fair, about about Torres. Similar kind of striker. We do not play that way. He sits on the shoulder of the defenders. Well, Torres is more on the shoulder. Falcao is in the middle. He's in space. He's very Crespo-like in the runs that he makes. But we're not playing to that. And this goes back to the fact that Remy at Newcastle and when Falcao leads the line, we're playing with one striker up top and then not that sort of striker. Those two need to be playing together. 
they, yeah, they I we think need to have shout. two up top if either one of those is playing because they See, are not I, a line leader. No. I, I disagree with that. I think the problem isn't that um, we're not playing the right way. I think the problem is we're not playing well enough to play the way we want to play. And mm. you saw that last season with Costa, the number of the number of goals we scored where the ball went over the top or down the channels or whatever, and that was because we were playing good football. Mm. There's, a, there's, well. a, there's, there's a lot to that. Ross. There was a lot I, of I, balls I, I, going I into the box and what have you. I mean, the goal that that Falcao scored against Palace was a perfect example. The best cross we've had this season mm. from Pedro, and a fantastic the header. The only cross. Right. Okay. So my solution, or mine, and I'm basically copywriting this mine and Johnny T's solution. To okay. be fair, uh, but basically, shut up shop. You know, we've got to stop conceding goals. We've got to stop losing. Chidge. J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So what I suggest... play on the break. What, what I suggest is we basically play some sort of a 4-5-1... So we flood that midfield because we're losing the battle in midfield. They're either just bullying us off the ball or they're bypassing us. And, we, and, be, and this goes back to your point about pace. Uh, we need to block it. We need to shut up shop. So I reckon a four-five-one might be the answer. And I would, this is what I would pick. I would pick Begovic. I would pick Aspie as the right back. I would pick Zuma uh, because I think he's got to learn. And who is, who, there is nobody better for him to learn from than JT. So he would start and he would be captain, obviously. And, and Baba Rahman, I would have as the left back because if you're going to spend seventeen and a half million on him, see if he can bloody play. We need to try something. Now, I mean, as I said, you could still play this four two four, you know, four two three one. I'm thinking maybe you know four five one, but I'm not that hung up on the system really. But I would have Loftus Cheek and Mikel as our defensive pair, midfield pair, and then I would have Ramirez on the right, William on the left, and Oscar in the number ten, and I would have Costa up front. So who am I dropping? Fabregas. 
Fabregas. And Matic. And Matic. Matic and, and Branner are out on just absolute poor form, as is Cahill, because I think, I mean, that, he, he was, was shocking yesterday. I'd, I'd be, just, just let me, yeah, let me run yeah. through the list. Fabregas is out form. Uh, he's weak physically, and I, would, I don't know about mentally, but certainly physically, and I don't know about his attitude. The fact that he just doesn't put in an effort to get back and track the ball just really does my nut in. Pedro, I'm, you know, I think he's weak. He gets pushed off the ball too easily. Another Barcelona, ex-Barcelona player, doesn't know how to defend. Hazard got a massive problem with him at the moment. He's in poor form. He does get pushed off the ball, although I noticed last year his body strength was a lot better, and he didn't. So I think there's maybe something bigger with his attitude. And Falco, again, got bullied out of everything, and we don't think his form's up. So I'd make those big decisions and drop those players. And that, <coughs> that is who I would play. And the other interesting thing is, You've got Zuma and Raman's quite Raman's quite young, isn't he? He's quite a young kid, yeah. isn't he? Uh, Loftus Cheek. They, these are young players. These are not, you know, old players. But I think that. I mean, I, whether you played that four-two-three-one or four-five-one, you know, you, look in William Oscar and Ramirez. You've got a, a, a creative midfield, uh, you know, three, all of whom who can run back all of whom have got energy and legs and all of whom who can tackle. I mean, I know Ramirez is a booking waiting to happen, but he put his foot in. You know, we know what Costa's about. And Ruben Loftus cheeks a big unit, bags of energy. And Mikel, okay, I'm a, quite a Mikel fan, but he'll do the simple things well. Stop the ball, pass it to somebody who can do something. So for me, that actually has a huge amount of defensive solidity about it, but not necessarily, not necessarily uh, very creative. But you know what? That can still score goals. Well, we've got Brazil up front yeah. in your formation, so there should be a little bit Costa of can score goals. Ramirez can score goals. Oscar can score goals. William can score goals. So it's not like we haven't got goal scorers there, but we've got people who can put a shift in and bloody tackle and track back. I think there's only one... Th- I think Loftus-Cheek and Mikel's going a little too far the, the one way. Um, in and what I, respect? Well, I think you're going too, too far away from first-choice proven calibre proven calibre players yeah but they're not the first no, no, choice no, no, players no, 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 aren't no, no, doing no. it Ross I think I think I, I, I agree Matic has been out of form but my big thing about him is that he's been covering for Fabregas for a long time now he's got to do the work of two men defensively give him someone like Loftus-Cheek who's got legs who's got strength and is willing to sit there and I think you'll see a different player because then he doesn't have to have responsibility for both halves of the pitch he can I've, do what he normally I does I completely agree because I actually think with a flooded midfield Matic can actually get back to where he was rather than sort of finger in the dike type he's, person. I, I think mentally he's got a problem at the moment. Well, he we, might not have a problem if he can look round and see three or four other players. Right, yeah. like so mine. you're really just saying drop Fabregas and all will be well. I think it would help. Yeah, I do too. We need somebody who falls over a lot just by the edge of the penalty area so William can always get his goal from a free kick. But wasn't that superb, that goal? Outstanding, and he's just I, got know, buried I love in, in a storm I love of him. shite that followed. I love him. Look, um, I think there are other things we need to do too, and I think stop making so many bloody stupid mistakes would help because, I mean, it, it is weird. that Elementary every, mistake. Every time we make a mistake... I mean, Jose, again, he pointed this out a few weeks ago and everybody just ignores it because they're looking for the headline. But he's, he's said this a lot, you know. Every time we make a mistake at the moment, we're getting punished. That well, is un. Well, it that, normally is a terrible mistake, though. It's an elementary. Well, okay. Stuff like uh, has, heading, has the ball, it, has heading the ball straight back out uh, towards a, to, uh, to giving the, giving possession True. away immediately, rather than heading the ball away for a corner True. That kind of stuff. But Hazard giving the ball away in their own half, and we get we can see the goal. That was atrocious. The you teams know. are smelling blood. I think. That's yeah, they are. They, they, they've they've lost the fear. We can knock Chelsea off here, that's, and that's, that's, that really concentrates the mind. That's the main thing. I said this to Johnny at halftime. You know, I said, I think we've been okay first half, first half an hour anyway. We were in control. 
And I said, blimey, I said, this could be horrible in the second half because I said, if I'm Ronald Koeman, Ronald McDonald, I'm going to be in the in those play, Southampton players half time. I'm going to be saying we've we've got them. They're cracking. You go for it. Go for the jugular this half. We they're there for the taking. We can win this game. And guess what happened? That's exactly what happened. That's exactly how they played. They thought there's only one team that's going to win this, and it's us. You know, we we've lost no the fear. fear. Yeah, we've yeah. lost the fear factor. Teams aren't scared of us. And Jose is losing his cloak of invisibility we, are, we have become the vincibles we have become the vincibles <laughs> enough already I'll tell you what actually no very quickly one more thing I don't know what you think about this the other thing I think of is you know what I would do if I was Roman Abramovich I would be on the phone to Frank Lampard and Didier Drogba saying I will do whatever I have to do to get you back to Stamford Bridge and put you on the coaching staff as soon as I possibly can because what really worried me and another thing I thought about after the game was that there are so few players there at that club at the moment who understand the mentality that we created in the first period of that, that huge success we got when Roman turned up and, and Jose was the manager. Mm. And that legacy carried on for arguably to 2012. Mm. But we don't have many of those players who understand that winning mentality there anymore. And, and I'm very worried about the, men, the mentality, the fragile mentality of the, of the squad that we have at the moment. And I think, you know, you get a Drogba there and you get a Lampard there drumming it into them every day on the training ground. This is what it means to play for Chelsea. This is how we win, you know. I think that would help. Get them in the coaching staff. Jose would have them. He loves them. Isn't it ironic that the thing last year was all about getting this sorry, squad sorry mate uh, Gary's done it uh, Gary's on fire he's on more fire than I am tonight Chidge get Joey Jones back he'll sort it too right come on no but don't you think it, it, I'm going to get a tattoo now just yeah. to celebrate I think it's very ironic that the big thing that Jose wanted to get last year was get that team this squad to win a league so that mm. they would then become used to winning serial winners serial winners you know, winning, he did exactly the same as his first season. He got the League Cup under his belt. That's how you win. Then he went on to win the league, and it hasn't worked. No, it's bizarre, isn't it? I think it's because one thing's turned to another, and suddenly they just aren't used to losing so much. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, they, none of them will have ever lost so many, you know, or played so badly as a team in their entire careers. Really. Mm. All right, okay, we're going to have a quick break again. Uh, but afterwards, we're going to be asking whether Jose can turn it round. I mean, we've touched on that a bit already, but. You know whether he's the right man to do it, and and will Roman keep the faith uh, with the best manager we've ever had, or will he pull the trigger? We'll see you in a sec. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you're listening to the very long and ranty Chelsea fancast tonight, which, of course, I shall, I, as Jose would do, I'm taking full responsibility for the rantiness of this show. Uh, but other than that, it's been a lot of fun. Has it been a lot of fun, Rob? Yeah, it's been very good. Very good. You, is it good to be back? It is. It is, isn't it? It's fun, isn't it? It's much more fun doing it here, I find. Do you think that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. proper proper podding. It's proper podding, isn't it? Jonathan, podding. he's tweeting, so I won't talk to him. Uh, Clayton, are you having fun tonight? I'm having fun. Good. Jonathan, are you having fun tonight? Mm. Yes, that was a yes. Okay. Right, so in this bit, I want to kind of wrap up all the all the, the Jose and the, and the Chelsea chat, really. Um... 
by starting with can Jose turn it round? I mean, we, we, we kind of touched on this in the last part, but what I'm really talking about here is that, you know, number one, it is absolutely uncharted territory for him. He's never been in this situation before. And I know I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say that I'm, I, I, right, I'm going to say this anyway. OK, it's because in my head. So I'm going to say it. But I remember remember the last days of Brian Clough, who's a manager I, I loved to pieces, even though he mm. wasn't Chelsea. And, and, and when Forrest went down and they were still one of the best sides in the league at the time and certainly played some of the nicest football. But Clough just had no idea how to deal with a, a side that weren't listening to what Clough always came out with where did they finish the year before I, I can't remember mate but they went down didn't they yeah. and he kind of finished him sadly I mean literally but um, you know this was a guy whose methods had worked for, for 20 years one of the best managers the game had ever seen he did something that no other manager will do I reckon and, and but he didn't know what to do when it all went pear-shaped mm. and they went down I'm not mm. suggesting for one minute that will happen with us what I'm saying is that it's uncharted territory for, for Jose and that worries me We've got so many players out of form, and I think there's a bit of mental fragility there. So how the hell does he change that? I mean, it's going to be very, very, very difficult, people. Be under no illusion about that, Clayton. Um, the Clough thing's interesting, because that, that, was, that was a person in decline. That he, he, was, yeah. he was ill, so I don't think... Allegedly, yes. Um, no, there's no so, alleged about it, mate. Yeah, okay, he was... He, but he... he Yes, but he was older, and I think his methods may. I don't have think had we're going to go time. down. I'm just no. saying that it's an interesting analogy to make. It is. It is because I actually think he is a latter day Clough. I think you're quite right. When Clough was ever, I'm avoiding answering the question. When Clough was ever on TV, <laughs> young when he, man, when, when when he was co-commentating or anything, he was absolutely brilliant to mm. listen to, mm. and I think Jose, Jose is as well. So. Can he change? I don't know. It's very difficult because, as you say, he's never been there. Whatever he's done for the last 15 years in his career has worked, and now it's not working. The one thing that I think is incredibly ironic is if you think about the Porto side that he created that went on to win the UEFA Cup and the Champions League, it was based on pace, it was based on strength, and it was based on speed. Uh, and bullying people and what has happened in the the years that have gone past is the fact that all of these other teams are now copying us or copying the Mm. way that those teams are created you look at Southampton you look at Palace they've all used that template now everybody is using that template of very fit players uh, fit players fast players big players and we are not we're the only ones that aren't doing it at the moment and we we we're not coping with it so it's, it's actually, a question it's similar of similar to Clough's way of playing and it's actually very similar to the way that Martin O'Neill absolutely. played Leicester City you initially know, a great goalkeeper yeah. a great centre yeah. half yeah. wingers yeah. etc that's exactly what Clough did and the fact of the matter is that the one my biggest worry is that Jose is not adapting he's not changing but does this go back to the whole transfer policy at the beginning of the season did he look for it you don't think he no I've got I've got a theory and and he is the segue king he's kind of outdone himself really because I'm now going to have to segue to the last point I was going to make in this part but it's just too good to not do it now yes Um, you know when I said earlier that there's a this is a very big moment in the history of the club repeating what Jose said and it was very much about you know is this the end of player power I think that we're actually at another historical watermark in this club because for the last four five years 
and this has come from Roman, I've got no doubt about that, we have tried to reinvent the way that we play. We've been buying smaller, more skillful players, and we've been trying to play tick-attacker football like a second-rate Barcelona. That's what Roman wanted. Oh, why do you think he wanted Guardiola as the manager? You know, we've been buying small Spanish yeah, players who pity, patty, pity, patty. The worst well, kind of fo- that worst was the success work. because that was what was the, that, that well. Was the that's what I'm about success. to say. But here's the thing: newsflash, newsflash. It doesn't work anymore. The game has already moved on away from that kind of football. It's all about Clayton pace and power. Now, when Jose was here, first of all, I would say that our entire strategy was based on power. I wouldn't say it was aligned to pace. We didn't have well, Robin really, was very quick. Yeah, he was, but we didn't have. You know, really pacey, you know, three or four really pacey players. We had powerful players and one or two pacey we had, players. We had Duff as well. Yeah. It was more about counterattacking than just. This is like what have the Romans ever done for us, isn't it, Robin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, Robin and Duff, yeah, but nobody else. Nobody else. Frank's, Frank was pretty quick. Yeah. No, no, he's never been. He's fat. You know, he couldn't have been quick. He's fat. But uh, no, I mean it's a good point though. I mean, you and know, Drog- the, Drogba was pacey. You to are just you are going to do well, this, no, no, aren't you? You are going to do the <laughs> of the Romans ever done for us? Because we think we think of Drogba as a, as a strong, powerful he was, holder. Yeah. but I, I think of him as power, him, not pace. Well, when we first got him, he was very he was quite a willowy figure in, mm. in many ways. He was mm. he was uh, it was it, you're right. It wasn't it wasn't so much um, sort Bullying. of getting up the getting you know um, sort of out out hassling teams. Although we did do that, it was about defending well and hitting on the hitting on the counter attack. Which is, which is what teams are doing now, these days. Here's the interesting thing, uh, to move this on a tad, because I think, I think you know, this is how modern football has evolved at the moment. This is what we're doing at the moment. You know, you, Palace embodied that, I thought, brilliantly. I thought Southampton did as well. A lot of other teams we've played, it's the same Swansea. kind of thing. Pacey, pacey players, but pow- power and pace. It's not one without the There's other. There's always a one big powerful player like Gomez at Swansea. He's a very yeah. kind of drugba figure, actually. Let's look at the youth sides then and the youngsters that we've got. Um, you know, it's interesting. I mean, you know, Ruben Loftus-Cheek is powerful. I mean, he's like, you know, he could be a Pogba. He could be a, a, a Torre. Um, who have we got that's... I mean, because I don't really watch the youth much. I'm a bit naughty there's about a, that. There's a guy up front called Tammy Abrahams who's pretty, pretty tall and he's very powerful. I mean, I think he needs to fill out. But Solanke's a big unit too, isn't it? Solanke's mm. grown, yeah. In the, yeah. Last, in the last couple of years, he's really put yeah. on. Well, I'm just, what I'm really... Look, without getting into the nitty-gritty of it all, um, what I'm really saying is that I'm just wondering if we've got potentially coming through these some of the younger players if we are looking at it from a pace and a power point of view because yeah. that's what we need. You know, that's where football is at the moment. It might be different in five years' time. We all know it changes. But right now... The, I mean, you know, it's really interesting, isn't it? When you look at, uh, I mean, you know, people always kind of used to either use the European champions or the uh, World Cup winners as the as the template for this is where we have to go next for football. And the Germans, I think, you know, I would say they're a team with pace and power. Yeah. You know, Brazil and weren't. technical ability. And, and, well, that's a prerequisite, isn't that's it? That's a good player. Should we try and buy him? No, no, no. no, no, no. no he doesn't get into the Wolfsburg side. But who won the Champions League last year? I don't know. Bayern München. Yeah. Now, yes, it? it was. It was. I thought Bayern won no, it last Barca. year. Barca. 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 I forgot. I, I try and eradicate them from my my memory, as you <laughs> no, can but, see. No, to 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 take your point, Neymar. He's big and strong. Yeah. Barca don't Louis, play Louis, like, you quite know, like they used to. Anyway. Suarez, I wouldn't call a tippy tappy no. player. Suarez is is a hundred percent commitment. You know, he's str- he's strong. very speedy. They, yeah, Barcelona play with the tactical style of having Neymar, Messi, and Suarez up front. That's, yeah. that's, they've that's they've changed it. I mean, Messi is the. You know, goes against that 
but uh, I mean, I mean, you know, they they are not the side that they were when we used to to play and never lose to them. Uh, uh, you know, they they are they are they have they've adapted as well. And I think a lot of that's down to Guardiola game. But you know, semantic, semantic, semantics. The bottom line is, I think that that's where we need to be. So I, what I'm really saying is that I hope, I hope for God's sake. That, that somebody grasps this at the club and says, you know what, why are we trying to play a style of football that was, was popular five years ago and is no longer relevant? You know, get the pace back, get the power back. That's what Jose does best. He likes power playing and he likes pace. So let's go that way. But do you not think if the club's saying that to them, they're undermining him because surely he's the one that's got to sort it out? Well, I've heard this as well, and this is why you know we 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 scratched the surface of of, of the way you know the, the the system that we play, and I thought I think it was when Dan was on the show, and and we talked about that a bit, and and I said why why are we so wedded to this four two three yeah uh, one, and he said well that's what the club plays now, it's like the whole Ajax idea, yeah. so using another idea of football that's about twenty years out of date this time, having the same <laughs> system everywhere. But actually, I don't think that that's true. I think actually the reality of modern football is that you you start, for example, with a four two three one, but you change it as the but game I goes that was on. What so Mourinho did, it was yeah, his flexibility, I think, his ability to change patterns throughout. But the, I, I, throughout I think the game. I think he, he he does, and he has done even this season, Jonathan. I think that's what good modern modern managers do. They adapt during the game. So, for example, the four two three one can easily go to a four five one. Or it can easily go. You can easily, you know. Well, he plays with a three frequently. Yeah, with two you know exactly. You know, so I, I think it's fluid, and I think actually good modern football, good modern football management, is about adaptability and it is about being fluid in the system. But there's no doubt that they start like that, but they can adapt. So I, I see. I'm not. So, that's why I'm not really hung up on the system so much. I mean, Cundy goes on about it all the time on Talksport. So we'll play four three three, four four three three. He says it all the time. You know, that's a very good impression of very Cundy, good wasn't indeed. it? Thank you, very good. thank you. I shall send this. But clip I, to him I so think that it goes back to what you were saying earlier on about packing out the midfield because you have to look at that defence, and that defence has let in a lot of goals. And the reason why it's letting a lot of goals is because it's had absolutely no protection. Yes, they've made a huge amount of mistakes, but you have to think that in the last five, ten years, we haven't had people just running through. There is nobody in midfield. I think that is that is the main problem. I think that's the problem we need to address. And I think if you had Loftus-Cheek and Matic in there, flank with maybe a couple of others, William, maybe Ramirez, but Ray on Saturday was absolutely hopeless. He was just, you know, he was exactly like I said, he'll have a brilliant game one week and the next week he'd be toilet. And he I know, was, I'm he far was too forgiving. absolutely Ramirez. toilet. I, I agree with Clayton there because at, at the moment, the, the way we play, especially with sort of our, our full-backs not really helping going forward much is that there's so much stress on that midfield too whoever it is to both create drive the team forward move the ball up the pitch but defend at the same time because Mm. they're the only ones in central positions in front of the back four and you know I I hate to go back on it because he's such a wonderful player and that's sometimes why we see it at number 10 but Fabregas just can't do both of those jobs anymore he's actually getting a little bit older he used to be a really good mover but he's not so much anymore I think I think the other thing is Ross is that you know, it's not so much uh, the defensive midfield two that get bypassed. I think they're getting overrun, and they're getting overrun is because the the, the three, uh, you know, forward uh, midfielders are never anywhere to be seen. Yeah. So it's not a question of them being bypassed; they're just overrun. And that so basically, our midfield, which is Matic and Fabregas, for sake of argument, quite often find themselves, you know, 
against you know three marauding, pacey, powerful strikers, and also two midfield runners coming at them at the same time. So it's like four, four or five against two for most of the game. What perturbs me is we're having this conversation and we can see what happens. Why is nothing being done on the pitch to alter this? Well, we don't know if it isn't. I can't believe that it isn't, mate. I can't believe that it is. I mean, yeah, I know we're not seeing any evidence of it on the pitch, but I cannot believe. I mean, you know. It must be training. I'm a, I'm a signed up member it. to the, the CFC Away petition on Twitter Stop talking about tactics because you aren't a manager. You aren't ju- no, exactly. I'm not. You know, I, 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 I like to have an opinion about it because that's what the whole point of this show is. But, you know, frankly, I trust Jose and the coaching team to kind of understand a bit more about football than me. I, mean, yeah, but I got accused of being a scouser, didn't I? Because yeah, but that I, was that, I, that I, was the moaniest person in the world. I wish I, I don't know who it is actually. I, I bloody well, I probably had a drink with them and, and realised what was it, West Upper Plastic yeah, or something? Yeah. 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 This season might be playing entirely into Abramovich's hands if he East wants. Upper plastic, if, if he wants to, West, is it West Upper Plastic? West is, upper yeah. Plastic. If he want, I thought that was Roman. If we, there is if, an East Upper as well. If there, there is, is an East. Sorry if you're listening, Roman. I don't if, mean it. It's just if, a joke. But if he wants to try and blood all the youth, because that was one of the, the, the discussions we had at the beginning of the yeah. season, was that, that and, he, and he was really annoyed that they've spent a hundred million yeah. on the um, on the youth on the youth team and the facilities, and only Loftus Cheek has come through. Um, and so it might be that he is. It, it, what, what discussion they may have had on on Saturday yeah. may have been. You've got to try and play the. I think play some think, of the I youth. That, that might be the only reason he goes. I think in, in, for, for Jose, and I, I, I hope he doesn't because this is one of the best generations of, of youth teams over the last five ten years that pretty much anyone's ever seen. Anyway, mm. they've obliterated each age group for the last five and years. And even in Europe, Europe as well. Okay, there's two there's two sides to this argument, and and and, and you know I, I respect massively Ross's knowledge of of, of uh, you know the youth sides because he he spends a lot more time thinking about it and watching it than I ever do, but I think there are two sides to this. There's one argument which is every great and successful team that I can think of, and I'm talking Ajax, I'm talking Bayern Munich, I'm talking United, I'm talking Germany. You know, any any great uh, winning side that you can think of had uh, a whole load of players that came up through the ranks at the same well, time. One of the complaints about and, Liverpool and, at the moment yeah. is that he, he has no no homegrown players playing. Started, at all start, you know, they played Rogers. together and then they all went through. They broke into the first team and then they carried on. And United did it for years, as we know. All of these great teams had the same thing. So there's therefore an argument to be made, Ross, which is kind of what you're making, I think, which is. We need to be getting these guys in and and reaping that dividend, okay? And I, I would love to see that happen. There's another side to the argument, which is, you know, Jose's the best manager in the world and has been for probably ten years. And yes, the best manager we've ever had and will ever have. Do we not surely trust his judgment of a player? And my argument has often been with a lot of these kids is that. You know, people say, oh, look at so-and-so. Look how well he's doing at Crystal Palace or, or other shit teams. And I say, well, he wasn't good enough for Chelsea. And I, I actually trust Jose to say if that player's good enough or not. But that, that, that speaks to two issues, really. One is youngsters aren't the finished product. When they, very True. rare exceptions like Messi, etc. They aren't the finished product when they, come, another one. when they come through. Michael Owen's another one that I can think of in recent history. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, all, they all had pace, which, which really helps, and especially if they're, if they're attackers. <laughs> Um, you know, they've actually got to be given serious game time, and this is one of the things that Ferguson Ferguson managed to do partly because he had the job security, but yeah. he knew how to do it as well. You, you you bring one in one game, give them a few minutes, and you keep sort of rotating through, give them more and more tasters, more and more experience, yeah. 
And the other thing is that a lot of a lot of youngsters who've who've recently broken through, especially with the England team like Barkley and Wilshire, they went out and played in the championship. And they actually weren't amazingly good. They had sort of so-so spells, a bit like many of our players do. But that that taste of professional football, that that um, moment where they find out what it's like to play full speed in in first in first team games, gives them the ability to come back and play mm. for their for their parent clubs, and and come in and contribute. And they they only need a bit of contribution to be able to help and get used to it, and then start start moving forward. And a lot of these youth players have had this experience now all they need is a is a bit of a bit of run it doesn't have to be wholesale changes it just needs to be a bit more play here and there and i think loftus cheek has had that this season but it can't just be him because no. there are so many other good players we've had in the last couple of years players who are now in their early 20s who and still, who are missing but, the boat if yeah. they're, well, in they're in their not, early 20s they're not necessarily because players sometimes don't mature till they're 22 23 i still they, haven't matured yet and i'm exactly. 50 exactly they've, yeah. they've just got to be given a chance you know not talking about bringing them in playing them week in week out over players but just to give them a taste give them you know push them forward increase their confidence but this this gets to the nub i think of of where we are at the moment jonathan i think i mean this you know what i was saying that I'm, this is actually quite interesting at the moment it's actually a very interesting time to be a chelsea supporter at the moment it's a pretty painful and not, not very enjoyable one but it's an interesting one because um I, so what pricked my ears up there was was what Ross said about Ferguson and and and, and you know it's clear to me that that Roman wants a dynasty here. There's only one reason he brought Jose Mourinho back because he looked at what he'd done in the last ten years. He said, "Well, I've won loads and it's been great, but you know, I want I, you know he, Ferguson. He looked. I mean, God, you know, he he fell in love with football when he went to see Man United play Real Madrid, and he's very well aware of what Ferguson did and the dynasty he created, which is all collapsing around their ears. Ha <laughs> ha." All right, but the interesting thing is, we all remember around this table. I mean, I remember in nineteen eighty. Goodness gracious me! I think it was probably nineteen ninety. Actually, it had been there for four years by then. But there were banners going round, uh, of Fergie out, Fergie out. All the United yeah. fans wanted Fergie out, and the board stuck with him. And then Mark Robbins scored against uh, uh, Notts Forest in the sorry Nottingham Forest in the. Uh, FA Cup, FA Cup and the rest as they say is history and then two or three years later he started bringing all those kids through <coughs> you know and I mean Roman's no fool I think Roman has become a real student of the game and the history of the game and that won't be lost on him so I'm kind of hoping that actually you know I, I, there was nothing well, I'm really trying to say I'm baubling on as usual what I'm really trying to say there was nothing I would like more than to see this crop of brilliant talented youngsters come through into the squad yes you know sensibly gradually not all at one time possibly under the tutelage of the best manager in the game who will be with us for 10 years. I just hope Roman's got the balls to do that. What do you think, Jonathan? I don't know. Speechless after my speech, I am speechless you? after your speech. Well, I think <laughs> we're, just, we're sort of going over what we've been discussing, with, which is uh, um, he's got to give the youth a chance um, at some stage. Otherwise, why have they pumped all this money into mm. the academy? Um, it's just a question of... Well, Jake Curran would say to make he, money. Can he do it now? Mm. Can he do it when the team is is not at its best? Is it surely, surely it would be better if to give them opportunities when the team is playing very well so he's got very good players around him rather than throwing them in um, when the lifeboats are being lowered. It's a, it's a tricky time to be able to blood uh, youth. Well, Jose doesn't think it is. I think he thinks that actually chucking them in now... I mean, he's only talking... Well, no, we haven't he, seen it, though. He's he hasn't only, done it. Well, he's, he's saying that, that 
you know, Loftus Cheek's going to get more than yeah, just one. He isn't one. though. He's he is picking the same team he, every he week. He said the in the presser and in the afterwards with the journalist that he's going to start Loftus Cheek and not just for one game. He's going to give him a run. He's already said that, but yeah. annoyingly, that's only one. Yeah, I'm saying absolutely, he's, he's there's the only, only one player. player. I know. He's, the, he's the only, he's the only one, ready. one ready, but yeah. that's because a lot of the other ones who are ready are out. Are out. But here's the here's, yeah. the th- here's the rub, right? You know, I think we're all sat here pretty much agreeing. We'd love to see the youth break through, so we agree with Roman on that. We'd love to see uh, a, a stability in the club by not sacking Jose. We'd love to see him given the opportunity to build a dynasty because wouldn't that be fun to outdo Man United and Liverpool because that's what they had in respective decades. We would all love that, wouldn't we? Here's the rub for me. And, and I, I don't know if things have changed at the club or not, but you know, when I was on the fans forum and, and, I, and I would talk to Gourlay and that lot, it was absolutely fundamentally clear that uh, the financial side of the club and the footballing side of the club uh, had, a, had a symbiosis. And in other words, you know, you had to do well on the pitch to make the finances good, and the finances had to be good to do plan. well on the pitch. But what it actually meant in nuts and bolts was that every year the club budgets financially to finish in the top four, uh, i.e. guaranteeing Champions League football, and then to finish in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Their financial budgets are set to that. So therefore... So can they take the hit? Yes, that's exactly it, Jonathan, because we know for a fact that managers have been sacked when that financial objective hasn't been achieved Robbie went because we went out of the Champions League you know uh, and Ancelotti Ancelotti went because we went out of the Champions League AVB went because we looked like we might not finish top four Rafa came in to get us into and top in every four every instance we've won trophies as a consequence of there being a change well, so and there, there is always that. that possibility but it was all predicated on this we might not finish in top four we, we have been knocked yeah, out of the Champions yeah, League before yeah. the quarterfinal so the base the financial tail has been wagging that football tog, uh, dog Dogs again, dogs oh, again. You know, yeah. every, every, call this show like, the canine like, show. We will. It's like Crufts. We it will. is. Call it Crufts. <laughs> we will. We call, no, we're going to call the show the Chelsea Fancast, the Dog's Bollocks. Perfect. Hashtag 329. Perfect. Um, but it's all been predicated on that. And the Mutt's Nuts. They might so, make a difference. That's very nice. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, as you said, will we take the hit, you know, for the, for the bigger picture? I just wonder. I would love to see that happen, Ross. There is. I mean, obviously, you want to you want to do as well as possible to get as much money. But with the new the new two recent new TV deals and that amount of money going way up, the only it it wouldn't be that the club would be down on the budget. It would just be spending power would be down comparatively to other teams. But we wouldn't actually necessarily need to finish in the quarterfinals of the Champions League to to ensure that level. That the new TV deal has put so much more in. I don't I, think that's as much. I, I I'd also like to know what whether Abramovich actually has the final say on this, or whether he trusts the board to make the decisions for him. In which case, are there people on the board who would argue differently? I think there's only two people that he trusts: himself and Marina, Marina. lovely Marina, Marina Granovskaya. That's it. It's quite interesting. She's, she is his right-hand man in a board level. Right. I actually thought at the beginning because. I, the first ever article I did for you was about winning the Youth Cup and saying, absolutely I know, fantastic. I've got, I've got it framed in my office. I, well, I, in, in your toilet. Um, <laughs> and I actually said, what's the point? Because we were producing all these great young players and none of them were ever getting into the first team. And I've always thought, is there ever going to be a season where they'll say, you know what? We ain't going to win anything this season. Let's try and bring some of these kids through. And in some respects, it's very difficult because players like Jabola, who 
I'm told and people tell me is as good as Loftus Cheek or some people think he's better. I mean, where's he at the moment? Is he gone to Vitesse test as well? He's oh, is it escaped me just for the yeah, moment. Yeah, so, so quite a few but places. So he's, he's, gone he's gone still not even old enough where you can say the boat's definitely the boat. You know, it's, yeah. it's so he, but he's away from the club, and that's fine. The guys are at Vitesse. Lewis Baker, you know, who again, I thought another, was a super player, played well. Another, when he came you know, he year. played well at Sheffield Wednesday. Played well at MK Dons. Again, he's gone out, and Solanke. Solanke is one of the strangest ones because yeah. we're not exactly blessed with forwards. Yeah. And Jose actually said, didn't he? He said, "Oh, this year he's going to. You know, it's up to him whether he wants to go out on loan or be part of he the is still, system." He's, he's, he's very he's raw. Only just turned eighteen, so yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's so, more that it might be. It, to <laughs> sorry, but uh, John or Afro Jockney, as he is on here, says, "What happened to Naughty Naughty?" There's, a, there's another naughty in the youth. Is there a naughty? Yeah. Son of naughty. I love it. Naughty. So, naughty. Where, is, he's a good. Is this going to be the season? <laughs> I don't think you could. I think. I think um, Jonathan's right about that. You can't if your team's playing losing football. You can't chuck them in like that. No, well, well never. Actually, I think Jose, Jose, Jose said the opposite. He said actually, he said I, he thinks that the pressure for kids it's coming nice. in uh, is more when we're you know, second or first, and we're having to stay there. He said, actually, when we're in the middle of the table, the pressure for them is less. But he talks a good game, and I I go back to last year when we played in the Champions League. We played Sporting Lisbon in a pointless game. We'd won the group, we'd qualified, and he had Ruben Loftus-Cheek sitting next yeah, to him on the, you know, in the press conference. This is my boy, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. And he brought him on with eight minutes to go yeah, when we were three, two, one, two, three, three one. Yeah, up. he could have given him. But more the, time. the 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 you know the the opposite to that, of course, is that when he had absolutely no choice, he played Thomas Callas, he played Christensen, and he played another youngster. I can't I can't remember who it was, but he played another youngster against Liverpool in a massively important match. It, it was it was Callas. Uh, Callas and Christensen yeah. definitely played. Yeah, and somebody else I can't remember. No, who. I don't think it was anybody else. But, but I, it, yeah, no, it, it was that Cardiff game. Yeah, but they didn't get much. No, no, this is the one where where Gerrard slipped and they lost. Yeah. Yeah, but Callis, you know, Callis played in that game and played brilliantly. Yeah, they both played brilliantly. Because they also learn by playing, not only are they getting yeah. first-team football, they and then he went to Borough, didn't he? He didn't play teams. terribly well at Borough. He's still at Borough, he's still at Borough. But though. Jack Wilshire went on loan to the Championship. He didn't play very well. Yeah. It's about getting that taste anyway, look, and learning uh, from other from other. Yeah. And, and Frank players. did very well at Swansea and John and John Terry did very well at uh, Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. You know, it's you know, it's been this is a try. I think what I think the point that we're really you know, working up to here, and, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying about this might not be enjoyable, it might be very painful, but I, I have to say it's very interesting. As the Chinese would say, Jonathan, we are living in interesting, interesting times. times. And we are, because we could be on the cusp of something. We could be on the cusp of Roma not firing a, an underperforming manager of an underperforming team. We could be on the cusp of the youth coming in and being given the time to do that. We could be on the cusp of taking this club to the next level. But it could all go tits up. It's unbelievably it, it's painful. And as you it's say, painful. it could actually just all change, fall apart. Change is always painful. And I think that we have to realise that when he redevelops the ground, that that's going to be a difficult period for us as well. So. Well, being at Wembley for three years isn't going to help. No. no. Anyway, look, we must move on. Uh, this has been, I have to say, you know... Uh, I, this has been for me. I have to say one of the most interesting podcasts we've ever done. Well, you are on fire as always. I'm a bit ranty tonight. It does help, but we have the headache. It's still there, but, oh, I, I'm, I'm, but you're using it. It's I'm, fueling yeah, you. Yeah, it is. You're but, feeding on the headache. But we've talked about the bigger stuff, not not to the minutiae of the game. 
which is probably just as well, because as we've already identified, I spend most of my time swearing and gesticulating and therefore we, don't know what happened. We haven't talked about, um, we've hardly talked about uh, the um, Porto game at all. No, but I mean, it's, it's past history, history really. it's yeah. Past, yeah. You know, and we're Chelsea. We it's don't talk really about quickly. history. It's gone we leave that to the Scousers to talk about midweek games. Indeed. I'm sure Indeed. their podcasts do. All right, people, we'll be back after this very short break, and we're going to have Jonathan reading lots of emails and a little roundup of news. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Fancast.com. Okay, you lovely people, we've had a quick break. Jonathan's got himself a glass of water, put his glasses, his spectacles on, I think. And, I have to uh, read like that because I've got my, my reading specs. They're very nice, Is they're very becoming. Right? They're very becoming. Anyway, welcome back. I'm Stephen Chidge, and you are listening to the final part of what has been a thoroughly interesting, maybe not entertaining, but interesting Chelsea fan cast. And we now, ha- well, I don't know. I can't, I can't say for sure whether it's been entertaining. That's for other people to say. But we now have the Chelsea Roundup, and we're going to start with some fantastic emails sent in, sent in from some of you wonderful people. Some of you who are actually in Mixler tonight, I see. Tim, for one. Anyway, off you go, Tim, JK. Tim Redigolo. It is, yeah. This is from Tim Redigolo. Hello, Chidge. Hello to the guests on the show tonight. Hello, Ross. Hello, Tim. Hello. Hello, um, Jonathan. Gosh, yesterday was painful. I'd like to make a couple of points about our fans, one positive and one negative. Firstly, the fans that left when the third Southampton goal went in should be ashamed of themselves. We aren't Sunderland, at least not yet anyway. Five points better off than them at the minute. Well, hey, we shouldn't be giving up on the players so early, for goodness sake. If any of them are season ticket holders, then they should consider the supporters out there who can't even make it to the bridge for one game a year or decade. I understand they're angry, but so is everyone else. Turning your back on the team isn't the solution. Secondly, on a, on a more positive note, I think the fans that remain behind and cheered on the team to the last are a proud example of, of what win or lose up the blues means, or we're on the booze, if that's what you prefer. We went quiet in parts, was that normal in times like these, but I feel, felt we really got behind the team, and the players acknowledged that at the end. They need us at the moment. We've got to convince them we can turn this around, which we absolutely can. On a different note, you've spoken in previous shows about the risks of playing the youth, i.e. losing games and missing out on trophies when playing young and inexperienced players. But given our performances of late, is it worth giving the potentially fearless and pressureless youngsters a go now? RLC seems ready to me. Seems like that's Jose's intention now. As ever, I'm intrigued to hear all of your views. Up the Chelsea. All the best. Tim Redigolo. I th- I think that we uh, we've covered that. Yep. I mean I mean you know I, uh, Tim, do tell us if we haven't. But I I think that we've covered that fully in the show. It's very unusual that we've been so in sync with our listeners. I think this is from uh, Yannick Clay. Is it pronounced like that? It is. Clay. Good. Hi, Chidge and the boys. Germany. Hi, Yannick. Um, after yesterday's shocking performance against Southampton, many question marks have been raised about the future of Jose Mourinho. Here's my view on the whole situation. I think sacking or sticking with Mourinho is the biggest decision the club has ever faced in the Roman era. It will determine the path we will take in coming years. I believe it's absolutely crucial that the club remain loyal to Jose and make it clear that they back him despite this current crisis. If Roman does decide to sack him, who would he replace him with and what kind of progress would that mean for the club? It would be a step back to square one. 
Jose's track record and his incredible man management skills underline that he is the best man for the job. How would the club want to create any kind of stability if it got rid of the manager now? Look at Fergie's success and what it was based on. Loyalty to the manager despite a mediocre start to his career. In the end, that loyalty paid off, and even though we're talking about a different era here, the same should apply to Jose. The club of Mourinho will eventually learn from this crisis, and if we come out of it, it will even solidify the relationship between the owner, the board and the manager. Now, provided that Jose is allowed to stay on after yesterday's debacle, what could be done to turn things around? First of all, I suggest he should play some of the kids, i.e. RLC and Kennedy, bench the likes of Branner, Matic and Cahill, and secondly, he should even consider a different strategy, line-up, etc. I know it's not that simple because I'm sure there's something going on in the dressing room. The players need to kick up their backsides and we should focus on getting into the top four as well as gaining some ground in the Champions League. If anyone's capable of achieving that, it has to be Jose Mourinho, because he's the world's best manager and one of our own. Up the Chelsea, Yannick Clay. Brilliant, brilliant email, that wasn't it, Jonathan? Yeah, well, I think once again, uh, it's what we've been discussing. He's, it has. He's, he's got it absolutely. It right. kind of, you know, leads into to you know Clayton in the break quite pertinently said yes, Chidge. It was all very nice talking about what we talked about. But we didn't actually answer the question. Yes. Uh, well, we, I don't think we can answer. The what question. was the question again? The question was: Has uh, how will you? How will Jose? Will he turn it, it around? Can he, will, can can he, he turn, turn, turn it around? around? Yeah, I think he can. We don't know for sure. I accept that. But the, why, why shouldn't he? He's a, he's a superb man manager. He's got some decent players. I think. I, do you know what I think? Do you know what I think? It will. Will uh, the crux of it for me will be this? Um, and and I alluded to this when we were talking about it earlier. It's all about getting a few wins. I think if we start to win. We'll pick up another win. We'll pick up another win. You know, because well, winning, we did that winning before we had three wins in a row, didn't we? we yeah, but who against? We get two uh, against um, Tel Aviv, Walsall, uh, and then Arsenal. Pub side, pub side, pub side, Arsenal. All of them. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, we were always going to beat Arsenal. We, I don't know why, but we were always going to beat Arsenal. We'll you, be you interested know. to see how we do against all the top four this season, other than Man City, yeah. we've lost to. That yeah. Arsenal game shows we still have it in our in our locker. Um, and also, I think two things are going to help. One is international break will allow everyone a bit of breathing room, and the second is in the immediate term, our next fixtures against Aston Villa. Yeah, that's if a six-pointer. There's six any team worth doing worse comparatively. It's a six-pointer, yeah. of course. Relegation <laughs> six-pointer. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll reiterate it again. I'd be interested to hear what Clayton thinks, but I think you know, it, 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 they they are playing like a team shot to pieces mentally and, and in terms of confidence, and it, it's, they've got that awful losing habit. Uh, if they start to get the winning habit, he'll turn it round. That's what I think. I think that's right. And I do actually think you can't actually say it's about luck. But if you think about Porto, we didn't play that badly against Porto, who are virtually unbeatable at home. We're the first team, I think, to score against them at home yeah, since yeah. December. Spot on. Spot on. Um, and although our defence was doing the clown with the falling doors oh, off the car man, act shocking, for the last 10-15 minutes of the game, yeah. it is Diego, Cops, Diego it? hit the crossbar yeah. and then there was a clear penalty. Yeah. So we could have come, a, come away with a 2-2 from that Which we should quite easily. Yeah. What was so, that fifth, fourth, fifth official? Oh, don't, that, that's a, that's another three-hour show. But the simple people's. fact of the matter is that I think the Arsenal game is possibly the worst game this season because it shows what we're capable of and where the hell's it been the rest of the season. Mm. So there is a confidence thing, as I said earlier, against Southampton, you could actually see the fear in the players mm. as it got worse and worse. Fear and of worse. failure. Well, 
it's well, that's what I'm saying. If they start yeah. winning a few games, they'll they'll the confidence will come back. I agree. We have not got a tough run of fixtures coming up. I think in Europe we have got we've Kiev got away, Kiev away which will be difficult. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think uh, maybe that you, I, yeah. I think yeah, literally. I think the uh, the Champions League actually might be a, a, a help this year because Respite, yeah. yeah, I think the, the you know the the goldfish bowl that you're in in the Premier League. You know, for all of the, the reasons that we know about twenty four seven media and all of that kind of stuff, is intense. And I think, I think actually, you know, it's 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 difficult for them at home. I, I am not surprised they played that shockingly at home. I mean, I know they played shockingly away too, but I think I think this particular group of players, you know, a bit younger, not as experienced at being at Chelsea, I think they feel that weight of expectation at home particularly. And I think the uh, you know, playing away in, in, in Europe might actually be a, be a help to them anyway. And the League Cup as well. And the League Cup too. Stoke away, that's a tough match. Although they're in shocking, no, they're in shocking yeah. form, so you know. Yeah, but so in Newcastle. Yeah, all right. They Let's, always play like that against us, though. I think for every positive, we can easily find <laughs> a negative. Jonathan, next email, please. This is from Christopher Larwood. The Blue Roo! Hey, Chidge, if you don't mention cricket, I won't mention rugby. <laughs> Very kind of you. Just a small correction to last week's podcast. While I did indeed meet Canners wearing my fan car shirt, of course, I didn't host him. I beg your pardon? <laughs> host. Oh. Andy and Sue Rymel looked after Canners very well during his hectic oh. days in Adelaide. Andy is Chelsea old guard. Blue through and through, excuse me. All credit for his great stay in Adelaide goes to Andy, Mick Phillips, Jason Cavey from Adelaide Chelsea and the rest of the crew who made him welcome. Like the new old f- format of the show, more spon- oh sorry, like the new old format of the show, more spontaneous and natural than the TV version. We're all stumped down under as to Chelsea's form form run, but keep faith that the champs will bounce forward, start to click again and get the menang feeling again. <laughs> Cheers, Blue Roo. Here, here, and amen to that. That's nice of him to pop, drop us a line about that, actually, because of course I immediately presumed that Chris he, looked after Canners yeah. in, in Adelaide, but it was these lovely other people. Sandy Rymel. He's yeah. lovely. When yeah. I went to Australia and I, and, I, and I failed spectacularly to meet up with most of the Chelsea supporters in Melbourne, uh, Chris phoned me up because he couldn't be there, but he got hold of my mobile number and phoned me whilst I was there. And then when I got to Sydney, there was a wonderful bottle of South Australian you know, nearby to Adelaide, wine waiting for me that was absolutely wonderful. And I'm sure I thanked Chris at the time, but I, if I didn't, I'd like to thank him He's again. Opportunity now because it was wonderful. It was a lovely gesture, but a lovely bottle of wine too. So thanks, mate. Nice to see, nice to hear from you. Brilliant emails. I mean, see, this is this is what I mean. You know, I would love write more. E- I mean, if you wrote enough emails to us, I tell you what, you I wouldn't need to do the show. No, exactly. I'm, I make them this promise, Jonathan. All right. Number one, if if you write me. If I get eight brilliant emails, I'll say, screw it doing it at the end of the show in this bit. I will, have, I will dedicate a whole part and they can send in emails and we'll answer them. I'll be happy to do that because they're brilliant. Well, they've been debating most of what we've been debating anyway. Talk, in fact, sense I think you looked at them first and got all your ideas from them. I knew them. you'd say that. <laughs> the honest, honest answer was no, I, I, I didn't because I wrote, I wrote this. On, I can prove it because I wrote it on my phone okay. on Saturday. So okay. there you go. Great minds, Chidge. Yes, indeed. Right, okay. Bit of uh, normal news now. Gary, as some of you would know, I don't know if he's still in the house. He's probably had to go and have a lie down. I wouldn't blame him. But anyway, Gary, oh, you're still here. Brilliant. Gary Wilson uh, has been live in Mixler tonight. And uh, it's been great to see him in here. Um, it really, really is. Now, as you all know, uh, Gary lost his daughter the other week, the lovely Kirsty. And every week on the show and on Twitter, I have to say, actually, other than us, I, what do you mean sign up? I signed up the first day. Anyway, um, 
No, it, he wants a new group. Oh, he wants a new group. All right, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, there is one. There's the, there's the Facebook page. You just have to go on there. Anyway, we digress. Lots and lots of people. I was delighted to see on Twitter the number of people that got involved with trying to get people to sign up for the cancer uh, drug fund petition that Gary started in, in, in Kirsty's memory, really. Uh, and I, I think Kirsty started, started it. Kirsty I'm so sorry. Kirsty started it. But anyway, the bottom line is I'm just delighted by how many people got involved in Twitter trying to get everybody to sign up, which is fantastic. A lot of love shown, quite right too. Uh, we would like to... Uh, I, Gary, come and find me in the Eelbrook uh, before a game and I would happily buy you a beer, mate. Anyway... Uh, it's a very, very important petition, and uh, they've done well. We've got ten, over 10,000 signatures so far, but in reality, we need 100,000. That is the enormity of the task before us, but I know we can do it. <coughs> do it for Kirsty. She certainly deserves it. Now, uh, I'll give you the URL, which is HTT, or actually, yeah, you need that, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash petition dot parliament dot UK forward slash petitions uh, forward slash 107. 045. Perhaps somebody, Gary, will know the link, I'm sure. Perhaps put the link up on Mixler now if you can. It's it's worth giving out his Twitter handle. because Yeah, um, what, you're, you're at G. Wilson. CFC. I CFC, I think. Put that on there too, Gary. And follow Gary on Twitter and then you can get involved with it. I will also put the link up on the blurb that I write uh, when I put the podcast up. All right, so keep it going and, and, and uh, keep on keeping on, Gary. We're all thinking of you. Right, uh, Chelsea Fancast T-shirts. Uh, I gave Jonathan a T-shirt last week Thank you, in honour so of his service and commitment to the Fancast. I wore it all yeah. night long. I gave Canners a T-shirt. Who probably said he'd give it to a friend of his. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, but I gave Canners one because I don't want to ever get him another football. He's had too many footballs from <laughs> us, so he got a T-shirt. That means that there are only two large uh, Chelsea Fancast T-shirts left. One I've kind of earmarked for Clayton. In the you know, to I, help, I will lose yeah. twenty stone it's, it's before to help, the end of the season. Yeah, help him lose some weight so he can fit into the t-shirt. Uh, but you know, if somebody comes along and emails chelseafancast at gmail dot com and offers me fifteen quid, it'll be it'll be Clayton's loss, I'm afraid. So, oh, yeah. but there are only two left. They they might never ever be done again. So get on it. Right, CFC UK. Uh, as you all know, you can get it at the home games from the stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube, and of course at every away game. If it's in Europe, it's only two euros. Hurry up. And over here, it's only a pound. Uh, now, if you can't get it uh, in person, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And if you're in the USA, uh, you can also get it. Follow Twitter account at cfcukusa. And if anyone is interested in getting a CFCUK copy, you can contact Dan. That's, that is actually in per- you know, getting a physical, real copy. Uh, contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter, and he is at... D-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G underscore. Bloomberg. Uh, there we go. Now, Chelsea Supporters Trust, join the trust, get your voice heard by the club. It's only £5 to become a voting member, or of course it's free for non-voting members, but why, why bother being a non-voting member? You need to be a voting member. And then you can vote me off the board next year. No, no, vote, vote me back on the board next year. Uh, all you have to do is to sign up at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com and of course, you could attend the meetings. There's a, I think, a, a special general meeting coming up in November. I think it is after the Norwich game, so look out for that. We have them at the Fimber Arms down in the cellar. There, uh, we usually get a good crowd there, and, and I think they're going to have uh, Amanda Jacks, Amanda Jacks, and Alison Gurdon there, who do a lot of work on the legal side for the Football Sports Federation, getting 
people who've been banned, unbanned. They do a uh, fine un- job. Yes, wrongly. 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 Yeah, defending the innocent, uh, which is what it's all about. Uh, and maybe sometimes the guilty. No, no, I shouldn't say that. It's not true. Uh, anyway, uh, everybody, everybody's in, everybody's innocent. <laughs> if you're in trouble, come or on. Was, what was it? Johnny Rotten said, "No one is innocent." There you go. That's what. It, that's what I mean. Anyway, I should move on. Uh, anyway, yeah, join the trust. It's or fantastic. Off. Move oh, off. off. Exactly. Uh, the Chelsea Fancast are affiliate members of the trust, uh, and uh, I'm still on the board. Dan's on the board. No, no, Dan isn't on the board. I'm on the. I'm not, am I the only one that's on the board that's from the Chelsea Fancast now. Still got a certain secretary. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, bottom line is it's well worth it. We, we we have dialogue with the club and we get your issues in front of them and that's what it's all about. Follow them, of course, on Twitter at Chelsea S Trust. Right, uh, final... Don't vote Chidge out. No, don't vote Chidge out. I do a fairly decent job on there when I'm on it. Uh, right, football blogging awards. A reminder, a final reminder that we have made the finals of the football blogging awards! Hooray! Now, uh, I should remind you lovely people out there that uh, we won this. We won the Best Podcast Award in 2012. Some people think the most important thing that happened in 2012 was Chelsea winning the FA Cup and the Champions League. It was not. It was, in fact, Chelsea Fancast winning the Football Blogging Awards. (laughs) What? What? Anyway, uh, the bottom line is we won in 2012. We have not made the finals since then. We have made the finals this year, so it would be very, very lovely to win it again for Chelsea. Now, there are two ways to vote uh, in the awards. Uh, You could either do it through their website or on Twitter. So you either go to the website at www.footballbloggingawards.co.uk forward slash vote hyphen now, or you go, uh, and basically when you're there, you you enter Chelsea Fancast into the Best Football Podcast category and you click vote now. And while you're doing that, vote for Chelsea HQ as the best social football account. He was a big supporter of us in getting uh, into the finals. I hope he he is also in the finals. The only other Chelsea representatives other than ourselves in their awards. So you need to we need to vote for him too. Uh, and then I think what they'll do is they'll confirm that you voted by email. Now, if you want to do it by Twitter, it's even easier. All you have to do is to tweet, I am voting in at the FBAS for at Chelsea Fancast as the best hashtag, uh, best football hashtag podcast. Right, voting ends at midnight on the 30th of October and the the winners will be announced on the 19th of November at the National Football Museum at their awards due and I'm kind of in the mood to go. Is that still up in Preston? No, this is big fancy now, mate. It's not that kind of Masonic Hall they had it in 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 Stockport. They, They do it in a really posy, it's a proper awards due, mate. Real proper awards do. And the added incentive for me is that Neil Ashton will be there because he's on the judging panel. I shall leave it to your imagination what might happen. Actually, I, I get on all right with Neil, to be honest, so nothing nothing unsavoury. But anyway, brilliant. I mean, you know, I'm really chuffed. And thank you so much for everybody who voted for us to get into the finals. But now go and get everybody that didn't vote for us the first time around to vote for us now. We are the only Chelsea podcast in the podcast finals. So, you know, just go. Chiz just wants a massive piss up. Debs, you know me only too well. I tell you what, Debs, next time I see you for a drink, I will tell you what happened to me, Darren, and Cheltel when we picked up the winner's award in 2012. Uh, the after party was something to behold. And I, it's a very funny story. Which I, is, fan- I fancy joining you this year. Yeah, well, I think, I think you know, we should maybe go up, you know, but uh, I'm up for that. Uh, so there we go. Enough of all that. Uh, of course, let us know what you think uh, during the week about the show or if you've got any questions email us uh, at chelseafancast at gmail.com 
And, uh, you know, and I'll try and read about on the show next week. Uh, now, it's international break time again. Boo! Who cares about England? Not me. Uh, so we won't be on air next Monday the 12th, but we will be back on Monday the October the, the October the 19th. Uh, October the 19th should just be fine. And we will be reporting back on the relegation six-pointer with Aston Villa. Uh, even better, for the first time in a long, long, long time, I will be joined by Dazzling Darren Mantle! The absolute loon that he is, Very and uh, and Pablo, Pablo and Darren oh, wow. in, in on the same show, just to torture me. That's really what their plan is. I Darren, Darren had a had an exam. Today. I know, and uh, best ju- of luck to him. Best yeah, of luck to Darren. Well. Yes. Now, uh, just to uh, uh, balance it out and hopefully give me a bit of support, I have Dan Silver with me, the voice of reason. That is Dan Silver. So basically, me, Dazza, and Pablo, and Dan Silver back on the nineteenth of October. Do not miss it. We'll, What's we'll his be- phrase? I don't agree with you at all, Chidge. No. Uh, well, he, phrase, he likes to use the C that. word quite liberally too. Uh, <laughs> Chidgy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, do come along. Join us in Mixler. And uh, if you can't do that, listen to the podcast. Now, don't forget, follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast. Follow Mr. Beerman at Goalie59 and at Jonathan Kidd and at Ross Mooring. So there we go. So we're all it's on K-Y-D-D. Twitter. double D. That's KYDD. Uh, now, uh, also, do do not forget to go and check out the blogs on the ChelseaFanCast.com website where you can find usually a decent blog once a week by Clayton. Yes, you can. Yep, and they're very good. They are very good. Thank you very much. Clayton gets a lot of love for those blogs, quite rightly, because they're cracking. You, you, a lot, my, la- my last one, I think, uh, can, can stray over to this week, my... Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Yeah, that was good. Enjoyed it. Now, also, there is a Facebook uh, group, but ignore that because it's full of trolls. Uh, so instead, go to our page, which is facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast, where I have complete control, which is really what it's all about. Enough. This has been an insanely enjoyable show, I have to say. Uh, I, I've enjoyed everybody around the table. We've had really good football chat. I've loved the comments in Mixler. I know I can't reply to them because it's just too. It's very hectic for me, as you can imagine. But I, I do cast my eye towards the screen, and I've enjoyed all of your comments tonight and enjoyed seeing so many familiar faces in there. Love you all to pieces, people. Uh, right, many thanks to my wonderful guests this week who have been Ross Mooring. Great to be back. Fantastic. Good show. I know. It's lovely to see you too, mate. Jonathan, you've been on fire tonight. No, you've been on fire. You've been no, a volcano, you've been on fire. You've been like a meteorite. No, you've been a meteorite. Burning up in the atmosphere. No, you've been burning up in the atmosphere. Oh, thank you. Lovely to see you, mate. Always is, always is. And finally, last but by no means least, Clayton Beerman. Pleasure, mate. It's brilliant to see Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting yeah, me. That's again. great. It's, it's great to have you two on the, on consecutive we weeks as well. Month, even though there's no football. No, because I'm not doing one. I'm having oh, the week off, mate. Okay. I lo- we could just sit around the table yeah, pretending right to do one, couldn't we? Yeah. You should just, do it. Just should, leave the keys under the mat. Do you know what you mat? should do? You should do. If you, if you feel the urge and you miss me and you say, well, we want to do one anyway, why don't you just do a Mimi chat? Yeah, under could, the, under the Chelsea Fancast banner. Yeah, we could do that. That'd be great. Yeah. I can sit at home and watch it. Yeah. But that involves technology. Yeah, and that's, oh, it's that's, easy. That's, that's that counts us yeah. both out he managed, immediately. He managed it. Do He's he? done it. He's Has done he? it. Yeah, You've done easy. Mimi, have you? Yeah, got All it. right. We've got to go because it's quarter past nine. So we're 15 minutes overdue. Oh, we're supposed to sing strolling, aren't we? Oh, okay. Just for you lot. Somebody. No, no, we've, no strolling. 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 What do you want? Do you want strolling or strolling? Strolling. Strolling or strolling? Yeah. Strolling, just strolling by the light of the silver moon. Oh, oh. oh.
don't envy the rich in their automobiles. A motor car is phony, I'd rather shag a pony when I'm strolling, just strolling. By the light of the evening Every night I go out strolling I know my luck is rolling When I'm strolling with the one I love Chelsea! Chelsea! Enough. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree and keep it Chelsea. Up the Chelsea! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.